0: Benny had told us yesterday in that same chair, speaking of ghostwriting, that he wrote a verse for Pinky, the porn star. What was, was. his
1: swap? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a great question. We ain't even, we ain't even asked that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, bros, hey. No, but Pink, what? You, don't even worry
2: about it, Pinky. <laughs> no, worry, it's not. My life is Leonardo in the Revenant. Listen in the lead, playing. I ain't talking Zeppelin, Boston, George. Before we got to blow, I'm out here, Johnny Deppin'. The only thing the police don't find on me is a weapon lessons never believe in luck read the signs at the lake it told you don't feed the duck so keep it up huh. and you'll be back to selling cuties in the hood you get shot up you go out like fella dirty amen
1: all right welcome to another episode of the new rory and mall podcast i am all i'm rory and uh today we are sitting with a very very special unique person artist creator somebody that i've been wanting to sit and talk with for a while now one of my favorite artists Definitely one of my favorite rappers. Um, and I feel like his story and uh, his career is something that a lot of people should know about, that don't know about. Um, very talented. And I feel like he got a lot to say. So yeah, I feel absolutely. like we you know we had to open up our platform and sit and have a really, really dope, really cool conversation with the talented uh, Saha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You doing, Man. Thank y'all for having me. First of all, it's good to see you. Man, great. So to we've been see honestly do. Yeah, Roy and myself have been wanting to sit and talk with you for a while now. Um, so I'm glad we was able to make it happen while we're down here in Atlanta.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: I thought we could start right away, I feel like. So I've, i rewatched your live from what was that, maybe three weeks ago? hmm All 50 minutes. What sparked that entire live? For those that don't know, you, you went on live, unearthed uh that's some unearthed. things unearthed <laughs> some, some things about uh yeah. current the past uh just your career in general what what sparked that who pissed you off that day
2: <laughs> um i think it was a, a combination of a few things but i could tell you the main story was like with my ma- my management like okay you know it's um you know we in atlanta have a traditional way of breaking or, you know, introducing artists or putting out records, et cetera. And, you know, me being able to have the luxury to move around, be around A-list artists, see how, you know, their team is structured and how these guys are cultivating these records. You know, I come back home and I just get dormant because everybody here is just like on the street level of thinking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of like, you know, wanted to just like explain my story to the world because it's rough being. Uh, what would I say? Uh, unfortunately, I have to say this. It's rough being famous, but everybody want to know when your album coming out and what's yeah. going on and this and that. And you know, you, you can't really explain it to them because they don't really know. So I felt like, you know, that was my time to like really say my piece to, like, directly to my fans so they know what's going on, but also, like, really, truly ask that question about retiring from music because, to me, it's like, it's not about the music anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I could, instead of wasting my time, I can go do some other things that was productive, that is productive, mm. in my opinion, that I could still be creative with versus trying to, you know, convince said person that, oh man, this record with, you should clear this sample with uh Kanye and Ty Dollar on it. hmm <laughs> It's yeah, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, I got this Jack Harlow and Two Trades record you should like really try to yeah. shoot a video for. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like I've done all these great things and cultivated these records and to piggyback off that, you know, I give up a lot of my percentages to get these records and these mm. swaps. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, for, you know, when you bring it to a label and you got this 50-50 deal or whatever you got with this label and they looking at it like, oh, they want to half-ass with it. It's Like, I didn't half-ass with this. No, I'm okay. I didn't half-ass with this when I was putting this together. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the conversation came from. Just, you know, having that conversation with management along with the label that you signed to and just trying to get everybody on one accord. At,
0: at what point do you feel like it stopped being more about the music? Was that just as this of is recent? A, this or is
2: a, this is a real question. Um, I think it stopped being about the music when the streets didn't like their homeboys rapping about their lives and they felt like they wanted to. Okay. That's the real conversation okay. that don't nobody want to talk about. Mm. The reason why, like, I hate when like rappers get this stigma, like it's the most dangerous job. This is not the most dangerous job. Mm is when you let the streets in on this job. Right. It becomes the most dangerous right. job. Right. You get what I'm saying? We have yet to professionalize hip hop. Okay. We have it's always been like a free for all, you know, anybody can join yeah. Like, mm. yeah. Niggas just can't get in the NBA, bro. Right. Right. Like you can't just be like, yo, KD, I'm your boy. Like, yeah. bring me on the yeah. nets with you. It's <laughs> right. like, nah, bro. Right. You can go to the suite when the game comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody allowed in yeah. this while I'm going to practice yeah. or yeah. traveling to the game or anything. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing is like when we allowed the streets to kind of dictate the art. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it kind of just, now it's almost like a a bully tactic where y'all gotta listen to. We want y'all to listen to. Right. But mm-hmm. well, y'all ain't gonna listen to nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like the music industry has turned. They ha- they don't want to tell the street dudes no, because they you know they scared of them or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about earlier, you know you don't have you no longer have to have Dipset office in your in your office anymore. Yeah. Rockefeller office. Right. You can just get him a distribution deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Less less of a liability because you don't
0: actually have to deal with them in person. Right. (laughs) Right,
2: right, right. So it's a lot of things that I got a lot of ideas and just thoughts of how to like correct that. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, artists like I had an idea, right? I just just put it in the universe. I had I remember when we used to be signed to Dat Piff and we used to not sign but do our music through Dat mm. Piffs and live mixtapes. Yeah. yeah. You got spots like Spin Rilla and et cetera. Mm-hmm. As a new artist, they should be able to give you a flat fee and you should be able to put your music on their site and don't care how many spins you get, it don't count. Mm-hmm. It's only for promotional use. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not signed to one of those three say small distributors, mm-hmm. then a Def Jam or Universal can't just come sign you. Okay. Because now if I sign you, I'm liable for you. Mm-hmm. See, like, for instance, Antonio Brown could punch a U-Haul driver and lose 18 million because yeah. right. they can't have that on their NFL shield. Right. But right. a nigga in his rap could beat a nigga, up, shoot a nigga. You know they they yeah. doing all types. You go yeah. to jail for two months, come out of jail, the label Stream, give them fifty million. Yeah. Stream, right. Don't go do up. it again. <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. no. So now it's like, okay, if Universal sign me, they got to give me health care. Mm-hmm. I got to get a pension after five years. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like if I get into legal trouble, you just as liable. So now a label can't just sign you for a monetary gain. Mm. Now they gotta really invest in who you are as a person. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. it's like different things like that that I feel that need to be implement implemented in rap. Like if you play for the Timberwolves, you live in Minnesota. Yeah. Mm. You can't just live in Miami and play for the Timberwolves. Right. So if you live, you work with Def Jam, you gotta live in New York. Mm. You work with Empire, you gotta live in San Francisco. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it like keep you out of your neighborhood, keep you from having to. Politic with the streets and I'm mm-hmm. not gotta keep these dudes around and now they done did something, now you gotta Rico. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. right so right. these are the things that we have allowed to come into our art form and we haven't professionalized it. And I would like to say to all urban and black artists, we all from the streets. Mm-hmm. Even if you ain't from the streets, you from right. the streets. Right. You don't got no choice. Right. You know what I mean? So that's like my real testimony in rap is you know, I've been through a lot to like, just to get to where I've been. And, you know, I've, I have stories of stories. Like I've had deals from everywhere that I can't, you know, I can't even speak on now because, you know, they was in the past, but you know, I just been through a lot just in this city, through the streets, through music industry, you know, really trying to get this positive message out. And it's always this street caveat that they like to add to Mm. artists, Mm. you know what I mean? Especially being from the Mecca in Atlanta.
0: I mean, I I think it's funny you bring up what the labels should and and could do for artists that they sign. But I feel like with this Rico thing going crazy amongst rappers, it's going to make labels less attached to rappers. Because at some point, you could be financing a criminal organization as a Def Jam employee and not even fucking know and now you're caught up in a RICO trial because you are, really have this person now on health insurance, mm-hmm. uh, life insurance. Mm-hmm. Like You are now part of it. I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like labels now are going to get caught up in that shit, especially if they start using lyrics for real in right. court cases, not so right. much as far as investigating. Right. Once mm-hmm. that shit is attached to a rapper in a court case, mm-hmm. Def Jam financed a threat you made, mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. part of it now. Yeah. So I, I think labels are gonna get further away from artists, even outside of the office idea, we were saying like, yeah, you don't even have an office space here. Now it's like, you are gonna be a 1099, I don't really know you like that, mm-hmm. I, don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with what you wrote, we just get a, a profit
2: percentage off what you did. But I think, I think it's something that they'll be able to control too, it's just like I said, rappers gotta know, like I got an idea, it's like, okay, when I sign you, I give you off-duty police or ex-military, choose. Right. So now you ain't got to have mm-hmm. a conversation with your partner that, oh, you can't come to this show, or, right. oh, you a bitch ass nigga, you done sold out. i like, right, no, no. Right. no. Hey, hey guys. Right. Y'all are his friends. We got a skybox for you up there. Right. But y'all can't ride to this show with us. This Right. Is- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So dudes be like, I can't have the police in my circle. I can't. Man, you got an ounce of weed, bro. Right. If you need anything more than that to go to your show, bro, right. it's like, okay, y'all niggas ain't really gangsters because I done met with the Mexicans. Right. I ain't drunk in high, meeting picking up five hundred bags.
1: Right. Right.
2: I'm on point. Right. So if you getting picking up a quarter million, you need to be on point. Right. That's a fact. So yeah. What's the difference if y'all really street?
1: It's fucked up because you know. We have to have those conversations, or it's it's like the conversation you don't want to have with your homies. Like, yo, listen, we can't move like this no more. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, they start looking at you like, oh, you changed. Yeah, then you like you acting food. funny. Yeah, then <laughs> now they looking at you like, fuck it. Well, we going now we gonna rob him. <laughs> and we was talking to uh, Benny yesterday about his situation in Houston. You know, when he when he got shot, and then unfortunately we saw P and B Rock in L.A. And like you said, it's not that rap is the most dangerous job. It's that we start integrating street rules and street ethics and shit into business, into music Mm -hmm. business, because this is the business of music. Mm -hmm. So how do we get away from, number one, uh, like we was talking about the drill music and Mm -hmm. Benny was saying like, and even I said, I feel like the music is so different and so violent now that I feel like it is influencing like real violence because not only are they rapping about it, they really out there doing it. Yeah. And before it was like like when you know like when you listen to early gangster rap, Snoop and all these guys, it's like you listen to that now and it's really not as violent as no, we thought it was. No, it wasn't. Like Snoop wasn't banging on the tracks like, like that. Mm-hmm. These dudes just beefing on wax with each other. Right. Right. So how do we get to a point where it's like okay, back to the art of storytelling, back to the art of hip hop, back to the art of creating, you know, writing. You you know how to do it, but you're from that environment right from the perspective of the guy that's on the outside just telling the stories of what's going on in our communities.
2: Like, we used to be the representatives. Like, my favorite rappers was the representative of their communities. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that they were the direct person that they were talking about. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this. My favorite rapper is the one who kind of destroyed that thought for people, but they don't know his whole story. Mm -hmm. people look at Jay-Z as a street nigga before an artist. Right. And I would like to tell them he wasn't. Right. He was an artist trying to get on, Mm -hmm. and they kept denying him, Mm -hmm. and that forced him to go get his own money. Right. Mm -hmm. But he was already trying to go to the label. He was as an artist. You know what I'm saying? But I think a lot of these guys say, screw getting turned down by some label. I'm going to get straight to the hustling. Mm -hmm. So now, as a label, you go look for that guy that's just as authentic as a Mm Jay-Z. The new, you know what I mean? The new authentic guys Mm -hmm. that was just as authentic as that. But these guys are like the real deal authentic version of this. Like, this don't belong on a TV. And like I was going back to you, if you professionalize and then say, okay, you cannot do this. You cannot involve yourself in criminal A lot of street niggas wouldn't rap that just remain fact. street niggas that's a fact yeah but then you always got these dudes like man these niggas talk about your life bro you should be rapping
3: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> But that's yeah. not good advice right right <laughs> you right, know what i'm
3: right.
2: saying yeah let, let bro keep talking about my life i'm gonna keep doing my thing on the low mm-hmm. but when you make the nigga, the street nigga have to talk about his life mm-hmm. then that's when you bring in real criminals real street dudes you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's well, when it gets diluted and we start it turning into something it's, else. It's before, it starts well, to hip into something became else.
0: So so accessible and so I don't want to say easy to make, but like back when Hove was coming up, you know how hard it was to find a good beat? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like you had to go find a studio session, to go find an engineer. Go it was a, a process. You really wanted you wanted to have to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the guy that's really living what people are rapping about could buy a MacBook and hit spacebar and get a beat on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to want it. It could just be a lick. Like, right. oh, you oh you rapping about some shit I just did? Right. Oh, I, I could really rap about it. Bet. It's like rap turned into a hustle. Yeah, it but is. when you it's
2: professionalize it, you let him know that if you have any inkling of a criminal thing, this comes back on our label. Yeah. So now we're responsible. So now if you're not going to retire from what you're doing, I can't sign you. Mm-hmm. And now he'll look at it like, damn, I got a cool song, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. What's, I'm going to go back to do what I do. You know what right, I'm saying?
0: Right, right. Dur- during your live, you had said something that made me laugh. And you was like, yo, I wish I was backpack. I wish I was a backpack rapper. Yeah. I feel like you came up in that era or, or got popular in the era where things shifted. It, it was more of the, I hate the term, but nerdy rap. Like right. Cole was popping. Sean was popping. Drake mm-hmm. was popping. And then I feel like it shifted back to street rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you feel that maybe that era could come back or why it's shifted to street shit? Cause you say you're not a backpack rapper, but some uh, would say just because you're lyrical and maybe don't yeah, they, rap about killing every day, you would be a backpack rapper. Right. And you came in the era when things changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now it's back to this shit.
2: Yeah, I think I think that era was uh, a good time in music, but I don't like the way you say nerd, it's a little weird because. I, that's why I say I grew up different. My lyricist wasn't nerds. Exactly, yeah. Like, Nas wasn't a nerd. Jay-Z right. wasn't a nerd. Right. DMX wasn't a nerd. Big L and like, right. Right. you know what I'm saying? These guys, right. were these were some real official dudes. For sure. They mm. was just, int- intelligence was popular back then. Yeah, was book readers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I remember my OG used to tell me back in his day, um, if you didn't graduate from high school, you couldn't be the leader of a crew. Mm. You was considered a send-off to them. Mm-hmm. Because the leader of the crew was an educated man. It wasn't right. just no, right. no shoot him up, bang, bang kind of guy. Right. Um, but yeah, I think what happened was our lyricists turned into college kids. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to all our lyricists. Right. But these are guys who dropped out of mm-hmm. fucking... Uh, whatever school St. Pius, whatever, yeah, right, like right. you know what I mean, like yeah. Michigan State or whatever yeah. they go to, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, you rapping, you a lyricist, but it's almost like for that genre of kids that are like in that realm of college and going to school, but you have real guys who listen to Wu Tang growing up that we're just street dudes that just love the articulation of it. Mm-hmm. The, the, how you putting the words together, making them flip mm-hmm. and um still adding the street stories and the knowledge. You know, it was a lot of five percenters back then that was dropping mm-hmm. knowledge in the music and different things like that. So I think that's what it, it, it lost it because hip hop is really based on that struggle, that authenticity. And I felt like, nah, oh, these guys are a little cleaner than yeah. what we look at hip hop as. So, we converted right back to mm-hmm. the essence of it, the grassroots, the the concrete of it.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean, I guess you could say what the shift was probably when Fifty and Kanye went to head to head with well, that graduation. The, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's when the the surge yeah. I guess happened. So would Ye be the the reason that the college era of rap really came?
2: Yeah, I yeah, I would
0: say he so. definitely. Yeah, he made yeah, he it definitely. He, he made it one. mainstream.
1: Mm-hmm. He definitely yeah. made it mainstream. Um, I want to talk about. The No Dope on Sunday. Yes. And we was talking about it yesterday, and uh, we have it as a definitive classic. Mm-hmm. Classic album. I think it's, it's safe to say now that time has passed, the classic yes. album. Yes. Um, Thank you. To go from that, and, you know, I, I, I thought when we got No Dope on Sunday, I said, Saha is about to fuck everybody up in rap. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was going to be like, Because I know how you write, your work ethic. I'm like, he about to keep hitting y'all. Every six, seven, eight months, he putting something out. We got no dope on Sundays. Loved it. Amazing. I start putting it but I'm like, your side high is better than all of these niggas. (laughs) And then it was like, it seemed like business got in the way after that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that was purposeful? Like, shit just started to... Go crazy and it was like, all right, the business is fucked up because like now we don't know when we get in We got story E Guy, and we'll get into that. Right. But it's like, how can we never really got and I wanna what happened to the seven mm-hmm. track LP? Mm-hmm. Like it's like a lot of things where I'm just like, where the fuck is Saha at? And I know you went on the live and you you, you know expressed your grievances and mm-hmm. your 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 distaste for business and shit that mm-hmm. was going on. But like tell us, give us a story from after you dropped No Dope on Sundays, what happened after that?
2: So uh no dope on sundays was something i uh put together um you know i would say the biggest thing is these labels don't want to pay for samples anymore Mm. you get what i'm saying so Mm. me having to be creative and find musicians to be able to replay these things figure out how to you know remake these records and to me they were they weren't It wasn't feeling like I wanted them to feel. Mm -hmm. So with No Dope on Sunday, I went through so much to put that out. I didn't even have a marketing budget. That's the funny thing. I didn't even have a marketing budget. I went number one on iTunes and Spotify in the first week. You know what I'm saying? You're like (laughs) begging the label. Mm -hmm. But like I said, they're so used to disposable cash from artists now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're so used to, oh, man, you paying for everything, paying for everything, paying for everything. They don't understand that these guys aren't signed to real estate agents. They're not signed to bankers. (laughs) These dudes are signed to real guys in the community that's making this money happen. Um, uh, I decided to leave the streets, so I had to use a more strategic way of putting out the projects, but what I will say is I was working on another album, but Right when I was about to put it out, that's when the pandemic kinda came in and like pushed us back a couple of years. But I think the biggest thing with me, man, is like, there's two things, you know, me being from Atlanta, they expect me to be traditionally Atlanta and put things out how most Atlanta artists do. But Mm -hmm. also, you know, if I become the greatest rapper alive, the standard would be too high for most other artists to compete with. Mm. So a lot of times, people like to pick from my greatness versus putting me in a place where they feel like they don't want to have to compete with this every day. Mm. Okay. So we'll just bring them in the session and you kind of help us with this and mm-hmm. that and we'll pay you handsomely and call it a day. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like they don't. I feel like this just now, I just feel like a lot of people just, you know, I've been humble about it, and I've just been kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe he's, you know, you know, you say why this artist don't do this or why this person don't do. That? I just think now it's just I'm too lethal, man. Mm. And they know I'm one thing about it. I'm from the streets, but I got the word of God in me, and that's something they just they can't compete with. Because mm-hmm. once I, yeah, we can battle, we can go at it like like your buddy Joe. Mm-hmm. He feel like he can rap as good as me. Yeah, articulating yourself, you probably could. But when the spirit gets involved, mm. you don't. You can't go to that realm with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. it comes to performance, when it comes to giving you this shit,
4: mm-hmm. you,
2: boy, you stay where you at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's where a lot of artists is. They don't want the standard of music to be that high. So I think that's why I commend artists like your Kendricks, your... Your Cole's, your Joy, Badass, your Chance, the rappers, those who still keeping it alive. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a harder plight for me in Atlanta, just going against the whole trap era by yourself. It's like me and Jee or some shit like that, Mm -hmm. and Jee is like staying out the way. He's Mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna go (laughs) (laughs) around You know what I mean? Like me, I'm like, okay, I got to deal with all this. Got to deal with radio. Don't want to play these type of records. They rather play this. So it's 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 rough but
0: I, mean, I still I, think Atlanta has that scene outside of J, like Earth
2: Gang there's a lot of yeah Atlanta lyricists I but sh- we gotta go outside of Atlanta yeah, like, yeah. and that's something I talk about like Earth Gang and J should be signed to someone from Atlanta it's not J. Cole mm. Grip should be signed to someone from Atlanta not Eminem I should be signed by someone from Atlanta not Kanye West I feel you we all gotta go outside the city if we don't fit trap mm-hmm. Right. you know what I'm saying Right. right. you know what I mean we're in other situations, shit. Kendrick is from LA. He signed to an LA dude. Right. He ain't looked at as, is he a gangbanger? Is he a, no, mm-hmm. he's a musician. He's an artist. He mm-hmm. signed to an yeah. LA label. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that's the thing is just trying to really diversify the city and let them know that all of this is us. Mm-hmm. Andre 3000 and Outkast and Goody Mob was just as pivotal. As a Jeezy, as a T.I., you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In, in Atlanta, so I would like to say that. Yeah. What well, do you feel, I mean, we
0: love QC. I think QC is one of, if not the most important label. Yes. Not just because of music. They're just the most important, important. label Absolutely. for what they represent, what, how they do business. Mm-hmm. I love Coach MP. Yeah. Do you think they purposely stay away from the more non-trap? Because, I mean, people think Lil Baby could really rap. Mm-hmm. People call him lyrical, but again... It's all trap shit at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you think they purposely stay away from artists like a Jid or like a you or like a Earth Gang?
2: Um, I yeah.
0: love we love Jid by the way. I yeah, think, yeah, no, yeah. That's, Me that's, too. That's no, family. no, me too. That's family.
2: Yeah, that's that's family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they do because you know, like to be honest, that's a thinking sport and something is something is like a money sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're good to me with the money sport. Not saying they're not thinkers, of, but, you know, it's more just st- strategy on this end right. mm. versus like, okay, we know where we want to go. We're going to flood the market, quantity, make sure he's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Make yeah. sure it look good. But I think he's the most open to it, though. I just I don't know if anybody has brought it to him like that, but I think he's at the place where he could branch out. And now he, QC and them does have that those connections and that Rolodex to be able to mm-hmm. break an art as far as just touring and, mm-hmm. you know, marketing, digital marketing, publicity versus, like, having to actually go to the strip club mm, and, right. you know, go on the Circus and right. different things like mm-hmm. that. So I think they're the only label that really – the reason why Q, QC and, P, and PNM is good because QC trusts Coach K and vice versa. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He added Coach K to help him make more sound decisions and feel comfortable about what artists he, you know, mm-hmm. working with, and it allows uh, P to go all in on that artist because right. he know he got somebody that know what to do with yeah. whatever I'm about to give him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. So I think that's that's like a match made in heaven. That's like if everybody could be signed to QC, I would, I would. Yeah, I think everybody should be in Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I mean? And everybody should be that's why I do want to say, like, you don't see no Def Jam buildings down here. Right. Mm. You don't see no Universal building. You don't see Sony. You don't see none of that. Mm-hmm. We're, the, we're the mecca and the the biggest, you know, uh, let's say city for hip-hop at this mo- moment. And nobody has came down to be like, okay, we're going to set up shop here.
0: Right. Which is crazy. That's, that's odd, too. Especially yeah. with, like, even overhead is cheaper down here. Like, yeah. why the right.
2: fuck? They won't come down here. Because at the end of the day, bro, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, for how much money they got to spend to get these records off the ground. It really, it are really breaking even. Mm. Just, I'm just keeping it a buck yeah, with you. Yeah, it's just we such hustlers in Atlanta right. that we make it look good. Okay, mm, we yeah. make it look like we're selling a lot of records. Right, right, but we're right. really not. Selling <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look at like. J. Cole is really selling records. Absolutely. There's,
0: there's maybe four rappers that really sell yeah. when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, where? Yeah. Oh, you mean in Atlanta or in the world? The world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not but, not nah, good. I mean, you got your Tylers, you got your Kendricks, you got, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, Chance will give you some good numbers. Um, I wouldn't even I think, put Chance
0: there anymore. Huh? I wouldn't even put Chance there anymore. And I love, no disrespect to him, but I think numbers-wise, I think, n- numbers so wise, I think it's, it's Lil Baby does well, <laughs> Kendrick, Cole, Drake, Tyler. Yeah. I don't know if we consider Travis a rapper or an artist but
2: Yeah, there's really well. only four or five rappers that yeah. sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's Period. what I'm saying. But I'm just thinking you you can say that but if I only have to spend 150 200,000 on your album and you doing 150 first week, that's great as a Absolutely. as a label. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I got to spend 3 400,000 and you only doing 100,000 first week. Yeah. The numbers are similar, but my return isn't the same. So I think that's why the labels haven't came here yet because they know as much as we have to spend on these projects, Mm -hmm. the return of it is not what we need. Now, the artist is getting their money, but they're not doing 360s with us. So they're not going to give us none of their tour and their merch and anything. So why would we come down there and set up shop? We'll just wait for y'all to get it done and get y'all a distribution deal. (laughs) How was it it working with uh, the
1: whole Wyoming situation? Because We we talked to Benny yesterday. He told us how he was there. He said, you know, being in a room with Saha and all these other guys meeting Havoc for the first time. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, it was like for a a, a rapper, a rapper rapper, it was Mm -hmm. like a dream come true just being in that environment. Mm -hmm. In those rooms, being who you are, how do you feel it one, changes you as an artist and as a writer, mm-hmm. challenges you as, as an artist or writer, and how much of it are you like turned off by it? Like this ain't really what I want to be doing.
2: Uh, Well, I'm never turned off by it uh, because I do know I'm working with a trailblazer. So I will say that, you know, you do have some influence over the world, even though it's not uh direct, you know I mean, contact with them, mm-hmm. it's through another artist. Um, But it kind of just shows you how big your business can be. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times, guys come out there and really see like infrastructure. You really see a man with 178 employees and know everybody by their first and last name. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's special. Yeah, nobody's, you're not gonna see that in the regular rap realm. You know what I mean? You'll be like, he'll have, like, in the music department, we'll have 40 people on the ranch doing music. Mm-hmm. Then we'll jump in a truck and drive to a warehouse. He got another 50, 60 people doing shoes. Then, you know what I mean? We yeah. ride to another warehouse. He got another 40, 50 people doing architect and real estate. It's just like, mm-hmm. and you just drive to these compounds with him and all these people on his payroll. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this man is like, he he's serious, like, that's why I tell people I can't. You can't really say nothing to a nigga who got that much conviction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nigga want to fight Mike Tyson? I've been trying to tell him not to, but right. when a nigga look you in the eyes with that much pay, okay, bro, we are gonna get you together, bro. It's right, right. like this: you gotta run eight miles yeah, a day. Yeah. It's like if I'm, yeah. if I'm
0: a friend, I'm making
2: sure you don't fight Mike. Yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, because nah, you got if you got his passion here, Kanye been a whoop Mike Tyson ass. Yeah, yeah, with his passion. Yeah, with his yeah. Passion, with, you uh, you, bro, passion, you don't never know. Passion, sure, but I have seen some dudes <laughs> get scared, bro. Mm. And this dude think he's super tough and yeah. the scared dude whoop his ass. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's just, he yeah. just clicked into that, yeah, that moment. So it's like, that's why I try to tell people, it's like, it's tough with Ye because when somebody go that far for they, for they point and their conviction, you gotta let a man walk in his his own life. Yeah. You can't disturb that because you don't can't want can't disrupt get, that. You don't want to get to heaven and God be like, hey man, you know I sit the uh you know the guy <laughs> Kanye that I sit down? I'm like, yeah, I know him. You know, you told him not to do something. I asked yeah. him to do
1: it.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
2: did. So, you know, so, go on to step to the right. Fought no, Mike. no, hold on, guy. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah.
0: know what I mean? Not me. Yeah. Not me, I feel man. I feel not you. me. So, um, after watching your live and speaking to, speaking to Ye, mm-hmm. the first question I had once the live was over was, does Saha think all these important relationships... That he has with some of the biggest artists in the world has that helped you or hindered you more in the long run you feel like because one would be like yo i fuck with yay travis every big artist you could think of I fuck with drake i write for this person i write for this person one would naturally think oh that's amazing that's Mm -hmm. probably made made his career Mm -hmm. but i was looking at that after the live like this shit might have pigeonholed him in and held him back with all the relationships that people are dying to have like Mm -hmm. that might have fucked you up more after i listened
2: to that rant well as a writer it's always helped me but as an artist i could say it probably could be 50 50 Mm -hmm. because um i mean like let's just say when i was signed to Def jam they knew Ye was moving into fashion. So they wasn't eager to like put me out and have to find somebody else to be in there with them in so mm-hmm. many words. Yeah. Like I was just a guy there that they know if Saha's around, people rapping. Mm-hmm. That's like the thing that people bring me in for. Like, man, bring high in, man. He just gonna make sure we get in here and just start rapping. So I think that's the thing. And um, a lot of times we work with an artist that big They don't want to find another piece to implement in that if this guy's already comfortable with this said writer or artist or, you know what I mean, person. Mm -hmm. So they kind of tried to massage me with that early on. And due to me being in, I would say a bad deal at that time, you know what I'm saying? Um, that was an outlet for me to still be creative. You know what I'm saying? But by time like when y'all got no dope on Sundays that's when I had just got out of my terrible situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It took me about four or five years to like fight it. Because you got to build up enough cachet to go against like, you know, at that time I was signing like Akon and his brother. So, you know, they mm-hmm. got, they got their thing. So until you get somebody that could really get you out of it, you're just in it. Right. You know what I mean? So I think it it was for good and worse, but I think it was good. I think as a writer, I'm I'm in a great place. But I just know as an artist, I have more to say, and I think the devil be working. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? For me saying what I need to say. So it's as something a I got to work through.
1: Are you, Are you? because the story of EGOT to me was was brilliant because, like you say, you're a writer. That doesn't just mean music. Like, right. you was actually writing, like, a play, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a whole presentation. Um, and it was a title exclusive, if I'm not... Mistaken, right? It was only. Was it only on title? The, the as far as the, the story the, he got. As far as the, the visual.
2: Nah, like, nah, where nah. Did we get
1: the visual at.
2: Um. Well, we had we had different visual. We you're talking. I think you're talking about barcode or. You did a like a sketch things. thing, yeah. thing with, yeah. with title. Yeah, that was yeah. something I did with title. That was uh that was something we did in the pandemic where I was bored in the house. I was just like, man, we gotta get out like here we, and do we, something. We
0: all just did some shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's just do some. shit. I had to
2: just do some shit, but I think the story of got is something that. I put out an EP of it just to get the fans back engaged, but I'm actually finishing up the album as we speak, so it should be out late this year, like November, same time around. No dope on Sundays. Okay. I'm a I'm a I'm a wintertime artist. I look at I like to drop music in the winter where. People got the windows up, close knitted. You in the house. You ain't just out having fun in the club. It's just random shit playing. Yeah, I like my music to be like some kind of, you know, some kind of focus, some kind of, uh, you know, camaraderie when you're listening to it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, around mm-hmm. family on the car, or holidays. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's a good time for me to release my album
0: with the with the writing aspect again. Again, back to the live, right. Since then, have you have you viewed those writing sessions different as far as ex- expectations? Like, now nah, give me my full publishing on this because I'm not ever expecting a yeah, swap from any of y'all. Guys, no more any, swaps. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: y'all don't want to honor the swap. Your label don't want to honor it. All that. Yeah. I'm good on the swap. Cut me my chick.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that.
2: did you do you take that shit personal though? I do. I mean, I don't, but I do. It's like. Man, I gave, everybody I work with, bro, I give them a pencil long enough, they gonna draw themselves.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: You know what I'm saying? So nobody can say nothing about my lie because I ain't told one lie. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? I let a motherfucker play me four, five times before I said what I said. So now they just gotta sit back and listen to me say it. They mm-hmm. kind of been waiting on me to say it like, damn, all right. I got what I needed from you, though. <laughs> it's like, you, you said a lot. You know what I'm saying? You said a lot on that live. I mean, I didn't say nothing. I I really said what was just true. Yeah. The truth. Mm -hmm. And it just shows you what an artist, that's why it's the story he got. I want to let them know me and and Sam Smith don't got the same plight to get to that Grammy stage. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? He ain't been in them fist fights. He ain't been in them shootouts. Right. He ain't been in them jail cells. He ain't been in them terrible deals. Like, you don't hear no, you don't hear a lot of white artists talking about, man, I got a bad deal. Right. Yeah. Right. But you hear urban and black artists, we have bad deals all the time. Mm-hmm. We we have terrible deals and we have to get them to okay deals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We right. have to work and sell triple platinum, boo, boo. Yeah. Most of them artists come in, Justin Timberlake had a great deal when he came through the door.
1: Right.
3: right. Justin
2: Bieber, whoever, it's like, yeah. they have great situations. So, I think that's the story of Egon and what it really is. It's like, you know, by the time I got to the Grammy stage, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. By the time I met Kanye, people don't even know, bro. At 17, I was offered seven deals. Mm. But I was in a rap group and I was signed to some street dudes. And what happened is the labels figured out how to get my number. This is Clyde Davis. This is uh this is when uh LA Reed, this is um <laughs> What was the other guy we met? It was a bunch of them guys back then when it was like when record labels were still thriving, yeah. you know? Yep. And they would call my phone and be like, yo, we love your group. We love everything about you, but we really just want you. We see that you're the, the mm-hmm. nucleus of this thing and this is how we want to go. But you're signed to some dangerous guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you know that as a young man. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've been growing up. I kind of been... Because, You know, you get with these guys, you're 14, 15, right? And then right, like you, you guys, know, but you don't know, you don't know, you yeah. know what I'm saying. They just they tell you, pur- right, purposely here, hiding woo, woo. Shit from you yeah. to begin with, right? Right, yeah. they hiding it from you. They don't want you to know too much, but yeah. as you get older, you kind of start putting two and two together, and mm-hmm. that's why I had to start making, making my way to be a solo artist. But back then, like 2000, from 2002 to 2005, I was like. The most sought after rapper in the music industry that nobody ever heard about because mm-hmm. I was signed to some gangsters and it was like we was like oh, we don't want to do the Shook Knight thing again. They weren't right. that bad, right. like mm, as you right. think about it. But yeah. I'm a kid still, so it's like mm-hmm. I might not think they that bad, but adults that know them yeah. know them like nah, no, we don't deal that, with that. bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I yeah. mean? So yeah. I think like around that time, like you said, the Kanye and the Fifty thing came and it started shifting on. Mm what type of artist they wanted to listen to and I was always a lyricist so I fell right in mm-hmm. with you like the Big Shans and you know the Wiz Khalifa's in that era the Wale's and different mm-hmm. things like that I mean I feel like even Lupe
0: was signed to Killers <laughs> like <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like even the lyrical rappers at one yeah. time were signed to some crazy shit ch- well, yeah, all
1: gotta, got to yeah anybody but, that got you know how it is and you know somebody in the hood got money and You know, uh, Eazy-E was a street guy. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? N.W.A., all of that came from just, you know, a a street guy on the block believing in them and putting that whole thing together.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's just part of the DNA, I guess, of hip-hop Yeah, you just got to go through
4: that. Got to go through that.
0: But, I mean, I I, I guess the catch-22 is, do you stay with the street guys where it could get dicey or do you go to a label to get fucked? Like... You kind of can't win for losing as an artist. You, regard, I, I think maybe staying with the street guys from your neighborhood is probably the better bet at that point.
1: I think it's it's important if, you know, if you're from the streets, which we all are, uh mm-hmm. like like you, you said, it's important to always have some knowledgeable guy in, in the mix of that, though. Mm-hmm. You got to have somebody that is not too intimidating, mm-hmm. that, you know, knows how to play chess, that knows how to, you know... Massage these relationships correctly. Mm-hmm. Because if you just coming in with just money and street ethics, that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. Right. That's gonna go bad that's gonna really, go really bad. fast. Like you said, Rico's gonna start coming
0: down, all kind yeah. of shit. Yeah, you're gonna have a billboard in Atlanta that says BMF.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you don't yeah. you, you don't wanna go that way. You don't road. wanna do that. You <laughs> no. know what I'm saying? You don't wanna do that. Who's in your uh your top five artists right now? Right now? Today. Kodak. I put Rory on Kodak now. He's a Kodak I'm, fan. I'm a,
2: Kodak oh, yeah, Kodak's stand Kodak's at this point. point, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. bro, he's so special, bro. We can get into that. Matter of um, fact, with y'all
0: tones, I would love to hear a, a sci high in Kodak. Yeah,
2: record. I like Nardo Wick.
0: Nardo was Nardo fine. Wick hard, bro. Yeah. Um, that's that's Nardo's manager right there.
2: For real? Yeah, <laughs> Nardo hard, bro. Yeah. Nardo hard. Uh, who else do I like? Uh, I'm still like into like. If you want to just, you mean just all around or just up and coming new artists like that? I feel like. Both. Both. Oh, okay, well, I would say, let me say my young artist. Like, I like Baby Keem. I think he's special. Mm-hmm. Um, who's another artist that I like that is coming up?
0: You know, I've noticed rappers don't listen to rappers. Every time we ask a rapper about rap, they're like, I don't know. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, we hear artists, but we don't, like, I don't listen to rap. I hear
0: rap. Yeah. And you're not a consumer the way Maul and I are. You you view things.
2: I can't listen to too many rappers because you'll start sounding like, I feel like a lot of artists just grew up so much listening to Drake that they end up sounding like a bunch of Drakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they can't shake it. Like, I be hearing it on, like, video games and shit, like, you know, madness. some of you be guys. I'm mm-hmm. like, is this Drake? And he's like, yeah. nah, this is like... I'm like, I knew Drake wouldn't do this for 2K. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like... It's a timeout, 30-second timeout, in 2K and Drake comes on? With yeah, this yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think um, I like Lady London. Isn't that her name? Yeah, yeah Lady London. Dope. I like People's. Lady London. Yeah, she's dope. I like... Uh, uh, what's my guy? Is it Foggy? I just got on. You know, Foggy... I don't uh, think so. Foggy? Foggy Raw.
1: Foggy
2: I ain't heard of Foggy I think, Raw. I think I, yeah,
1: I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's my boy. He's dope. He hard. He's I just like dope. how he, you know, he put his Very shit Very different, his own unique shit. Yeah, uh, man, I like him. Man. Yeah.
2: So I think those are like my five favorite right now that i just been like, I always check on them and see what they got going on. Mm-hmm.
0: We don't have to get into, like, the actual details of uh, the incident that happened to you in Atlanta because this mm-hmm. isn't Vlad and it's none of our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, just how has your mindset in life changed since then? What, what perspective did you get out of that situation?
2: Um, I don't know. I think it just put me back in that mode of, like... You know when you when you've kind of felt like you made out, you kind of relaxed a little bit. You mm. feel like, oh man, my life is going well, and now I'm back, sticked up, moving low key. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just like I, I don't want to move like this. I'm four, damn near forty. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? You yeah. like, man, trying to be around here on s every day, but yeah, like like I said, it's the black plight, man. It's like it's rough. Even if you ain't got nothing to do with it, you got something to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could just be in the wrong city at the wrong time, wrong restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. It's yeah. just like, they would never like, rest in peace, B. You see a white guy in there with a nice roll, you might go in there and snatch it off his wrist or something, but- You ain't going to kill him. You ain't going to kill him. And you mm-hmm. may not even do it. Right. But the one thing that we, you know what makes us victims, bro? And people want to come out there us because we live under this snitch jacket. Yeah. And as a black man, mm-hmm. you are not allowed to tell or talk about what goes on in the streets. Right. So that's why a lot of times problems come to us because they know, the the guy know that, okay, nine times out of ten, the police are going to have to figure it out on their own because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're not allowed to, talk about, to it. talk about it or tell what happened. So that's kind of why a lot of trouble comes to us as well. Have
1: you had um, any any thoughts of like bringing up artists under your wing and like really molding them mm-hmm. and working with them? Because I feel like a lot of these artists now that, you know, they, they catch a record, it, sh- it goes viral, you know, then they got a deal. Then they getting booked to do like, you know, walkthroughs and shit like that mm-hmm. in a matter of a month. They don't have no real artist development. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know the music mm-hmm. business. It's like, we just caught a viral moment. Let's capitalize off of it. Mm-hmm. But to the ones that really have talent and have a skill set, do you see yourself like grabbing any of them and saying, all right, I'm going to help you avoid these pitfalls and these, 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 these bumps that I had to. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do this. It's a different game now. You don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself getting into that mode of like, I'm going to really like usher in like the next superstar?
2: Yeah, I mean, that that was kind of what my conversation, in my life was about, about, you know, retiring and moving into an executive role or, you know, mm. helping kids out. Um, I've been really doing these writing camps and being able to let, I really want to get in with the younger artists and show them how to express themselves without telling on themselves or without having to feel like, they got to uphold some Im- image, how to be vulnerable, but still make it dope and still make it street. You mm. know what I mean? I think a lot of times their raps are so first person Yeah, yeah. that it gives it all away. Where sometimes you can use characters, you can use storytelling, you can implement certain things that give off the same energy, but it's not totally directed to you. Mm. But also being able to help them search through their own lives and kind of figure out different things to talk about that they they didn't know they can talk about but mm, right. if you put it in a if you put it if you give it to them on a on, on a canvas that they can kind of like receive it on they can be like oh okay I can take it yeah to the next level and I think that's something that I did with my writing career that a lot of times I was never a ghost writer mm. you know a lot of people like to say I'm a co-writer ghost writer I was just a nigga Why does the- that get such a negative connotation in rap because everything black people do get a negative kind, of take, kind of I'm just keep it <laughs> a buck, bro. Everything. Everything. Because, it's like, you can walk... Adele can walk on stage at the Grammy. She got 50 people behind her. Right. They got a whole long... I want to thank the vocalist, right. the writer, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. piano, the this, this. Yeah. But it, as a rapper, yeah. it can only be you and the engineer. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? That's a specific and hip-hop type yeah, of shit. Because R&B, we don't really care who, you know who really wrote it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think... When you coming in the game, it should be just you and your close knit friends. But when you're speaking for the community, or speaking for the community of hip hop, or the genre of hip hop, that's a col- that's a collection of people. Like when me and Ye do records, or you know me and Trav, or you know Kendrick, or whoever those those main artists who are gonna be selected mm-hmm. and on a grand scale, world scale to represent this genre of music. Mm-hmm. We have to come together from all walks of life and be able to say, this is what rap is in 1995 or 2020 or et cetera, whatever Grammy year it is. Mm -hmm. And we collectively brought you this artist. You know what I mean? This artist just isn't here just by itself because he went to the studio and smoked some weed and made a dope song. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. For sure. Nah, I get that. Um, Last
0: time you spoke, to Travis, what was the conversation?
2: Man, actually, last time I spoke to Trav, he actually- had i add
0: Sean to that list. And who else did you bring up?
2: Oh. Um, <laughs> actually, last time I talked to Trav, he called and checked on me about my accident. Okay. That was the last time I talked to him. I know he's been going through his thing, but, you know, a lot of times it be they people, too. They people don't be wanting to ask him about certain shit, and, you know, it's understandable. Um, Sean, me and Sean talk often. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, these guys know where I stand. They know what they did. They know what I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They know how much I put into it. It's just, I'm such a humble guy that they can't they can't sense that sense of, damn, bro, I might need to really return this favor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like a nigga who, like, I'll give you, like, 10 favors before I kind of, like, Try to nudge you like, hey bro, let me, right? You know what I mean? Nigga? Yeah, what? Yeah, let me just, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Niggas are just, just, just eat away at you, mm-hmm. and at some point, you just got to be like, hey, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being humble. I understand you guys are successful, but mm-hmm. you know, I need a return on this investment. Yeah, you know what well, I'm saying?
0: I mean, do you feel some of Ye's actions made it difficult to coexist in in good music? Because I feel like, you know, around the Wyoming time originally when Trump shit and all that. Sean didn't distance himself, but he was dead quiet. John Legend obviously was on Instagram doing all that. You were on on Twitter defending Ye. Push was quiet, but we always know his loyalty is gonna be Ye. Yeah, we- it, it, it just got re- I felt good music got really weird at that specific time amongst, again, just as a consumer outside looking in. It looked like everybody kind of didn't know if they were friends anymore. Like, I mean, yo, you're not fucking with Yeah, I can't fuck with you, but like, it felt weird. Then it was certain people had relationships with Drake, so it got even weirder. Like It just felt very odd. Ye, with Trump, Drake, Kanye, that whole... Yeah,
2: interrupts the algorithm of billionaires. Mm. And that's the thing. And people, they try to, you know, in a, in a negative and a positive way, sure. towards the the powers that be. Yeah. But a lot of times what they'll do is, Ye is so successful he kicking their ass that... Other rivaling companies will come pick at his crew, mm-hmm. and they pick away and they try to take people away from him and put people against him to get mm-hmm. him unfocused on what he's really trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing. Like, Yay yeah, start kicking their ass, and you know, you know, Louis Vuitton's like, oh, we have to, we have to go find Virgil. Yeah, yeah. Right. Nike's like, oh, these Yeezys are kicking our ass. You right. <laughs> can Don C. Travis. Yeah. Uh, Virgil, get over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, because they know they can't compete with that man. Yeah. Uh, we can say what we want about Kanye West.
0: Hillary Clinton aligned herself with a Coke dealer from Virginia because of Kanye West. <laughs> he said, push a T, come here. <laughs>
2: nah,
0: for sure. Like, you know how crazy that is that yeah. a presidential candidate would have to be like, all right, well, let me go get pushed.
2: But let me tell you the <laughs> difference about this drug rap versus drill rap. Was it was still different. ethics, yeah, in yeah. sh- our raps. Yeah. Jay Z was still telling us how to dress, yeah. how to look a man in the eyes. Yeah, this range is the little boy range. They are gonna try to sell you that one. Get right. this one, right? You know what I'm saying? Don't put no fucking funny little shit ro- diamonds in your Rolex. Yeah, if it ain't the factory joints, right? You're doing you know what it I mean? Wrong. Those yeah. were things that was that was educational. Yeah. I don't need to know how to load a gun and kill a nigga well, I guy. mean, so so, so much of, of
0: drug dealing is represent business, yeah, no matter business. what. It just yeah. happens to be illegal. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Be Now, illegal. the drill shit is an op around the corner that I want to kill. There's no business yeah. involved. It's yeah, just legitimately it's murder. Yeah. So it's it's. And I mean, I don't want to, you know, completely shit on the whole drill shit nah, because I'm, I'm, of this course is not. their way of
1: expressing themselves mm-hmm. and they found a way to, you know. But it's just like now it seems like they're monetizing off the violence. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and that's not good because that's going Because even if for you somebody. look at
2: the feds or the drug, they ain't, man, they, the feds know a lot of niggas selling drugs. Yeah. But they ain't going to come get you until them body, the body start dropping. It. Exactly. So you could tell that's the difference between yeah. both raps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were selling our thing, but it was still in a secretive, secret yeah. society way. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now it's just like you taunting people that you done killed. Yeah. That I mean, right there is like that's that's what's causing like if y'all was just shooting shit up and then come rap about something different yeah that's different we wouldn't different. even be tripping on it but yeah. the fact that you taunting the other side and you damn near like forcing them to come do something to you, you your yeah. friend, then y'all got to go back and do something yeah and that's like it's too much it's a real war yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so and
0: the saddest part outside of the obvious of kids actually dying is they're the last people that would even profit from the taunting music that they're making yeah because yeah. it's it's the labels at this point that are legitimately no one's dying at the label Yeah, getting all the profit but the label <laughs> so really that's why get... i dislike drill music not because of what it <clears throat> is per se but it's allowed hip-hop to the labels to steal even more from hip-hop because now it's kids really dying and they really are but, monetizing beef amongst children but those and the, the kids is artists, dying and
2: no one's dying at the label they're just making money but those kind of artists ain't got no real deals like that yeah they getting 10%, they getting 90% of their own money, 80%. Because mm-hmm. labels ain't really not no label for them. They distribute, they distributing those art. Like, mm. I'm signing Empire, and I hate the stigma that oh, every time you. somebody, call, every time something happens to the artist at Empire, they want to hit me. Like, I'm like, bruh, th- because the only people that can sign the Empire is niggas with their own money. Right. Right. So only people who only artists with their own money is who street shit. artists. Mm-hmm. Street
1: artists,
3: yeah.
2: You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. these guys are from places like, like people gotta understand. I'm just keeping it a buck. The reason why we die in our own hoods because that's where the niggas don't like us at. Mm. That's where we done shot niggas at. They done shot us. We done. They done ran off with bags. You know what I mean. Yeah. We done hit a nigga girl. All yeah. type of shit. Yeah. Go on in your own community. Right. So you know, a lot of times it happens to us in that in that space because that's where we're at. That's where mm-hmm. everybody knows us at. So I think yeah. that's what we just got to clean it up. Like I said, we just got to professionalize hip hop and not just let it be a free for all. Like you can just go to Guitar Center mm-hmm. and just got them by a mic and a computer. and You know, mm-hmm. you know, you're a rapper. Like everybody right. who died yeah. right now, nah, he's not a rapper yet. Right, right. Yeah, he he know how to rap. He made a song. Mm-hmm. But every rapper, like Vlad does that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This rapper, I'm like, I've never even heard of him.
3: Right. Right.
2: Yeah, he got a he got a yeah, everybody got a right. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? But you put that on rappers now, that stigma is sticking. Yeah. You
1: yeah. Know what I'm how saying? do you feel the uh the unfortunate uh, Rico situation with uh with Thug uh, and uh Gunner? How do you feel like that will affect the Atlanta music scene moving forward? Hmm.
2: Man, I think it's kinda already affected it because it's definitely a lot, I would say it was a little quieter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When all those guys around, you know, you had to get your head on a swivel. Yeah. But I think that shit just come from communities. Like, a lot of that shit come from, like, man, us growing up and trying to get it. That shit really started before rap. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of times you can't shake that shit because once you done shot a nigga or you done did something sufficient, you know what I mean? Something that they feel like is egregious enough that they can't forgive you for, it. Mm-hmm. that war... Just going to continue. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of times, even if they wanted to stop it, Mm -hmm. they couldn't, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? They had to like, go through with it to even be able to survive. So I think a lot of times with these guys, it's like, they come from these areas and you want to to get an authentic artist. Yeah. But, these authentic artists come with these backgrounds. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't get no choir boy and say he going to be authentic. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want an authentic knee, you don't have to go get one. But, what happened is the authentic nigga didn't like the rappers being able to have access to the same things as mm-hmm. they had mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think that's what a that's where it's hard and i think that's where the, the record label got to step in and kind of be that protection for that artist so they don't have that conflict with their their neighborhood mm-hmm. cuz that's all it is, is just to come you got to keep your dudes around or them same dudes going to come after you and all this money that this record label done put into you, these dudes gonna tear you down so bad where right. you ain't selling no more because his hood and turned on him, and then he done turned, told everybody else to turn on him. Now he ain't, right? He ain't who y'all thought he was. Now y'all wanna drop the artist, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you professionalize it and make it seem like wow, like I remember rap used to be a thing. Like get yeah. signed a Def Jam or Universal, yeah. Yeah. that was like you was in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. niggas yeah. be like, man, fuck Universal now, right? Right, Be like, nigga, I got, man, I got my own money, man. Right, right. Get out of here with that shit. Right, like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the craziest part. So once we professionalize it, and like I said, if you do five years at Universal, you get a pension for the rest of your life. I don't care if you don't sell one more record. I don't care if you don't put out another album. Mm-hmm. I know football players who was on the bench for four, five years in the NFL. Still get
1: a check.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Still get a check from the NFL to this day. Yeah. I have been out of the league 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> 15 yeah. years. Still get a check. Yeah. So it's like, now I can can really release my streets because I know if all else fails, I'm still able to provide for my family versus Mm -hmm. having to go back Mm -hmm. and hustle it up and make sure, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I knew as Kev, I knew a dude who told me, an executive, if he didn't like you, he'd be like, hey man, uh, you need a deal? He like, yeah man, I'm gonna give you a million dollar deal. He'll go get you a million dollar deal, buy you the, the dopest car, Watch you go get the house. Watch you marry your dream girlfriend, and then drop you from the label, and just watch it all dwindle away. Damn, that's if he didn't like you. Mm. Like he'll sign you because he don't like you. And, it's well, and he, he, he like know, he that. knows
0: what signing you will bring.
2: And he knows signing you are gonna be excited. You gonna mm-hmm. get your dream girl, your dream house, dream yeah, car. Then you are gonna owe me that mil- million and, back. And then I'm gonna <laughs> drop you two years later, and your shit just gonna. You gonna watch the lady leave. You you're gonna lose the car. You're going to lose the fame. That's some
0: evil shit, man.
2: Come on, bro.
0: That's the, some evil it's shit. It's the music industry, and it happens a lot. I mean, what personally, what did you go through outside of what you talked about on the live with Def Jam and some of those execs from a personal level? Because I, I feel like yeah. even down to the verse swaps, you did take a lot of shit like, oh, we are actually not friends per se, but we got mm-hmm. an agreement. Type shit. I expect well, you to come through the same way I come through. Well, I, Did that I mean, happen within the label with with the executives over there?
2: I don't think it's really the labels with that part, but it's it's something like this. Okay, you got you got a you got the major label, then you got a furnishing company, or what would I say, like a, a minor. You'll be your your CTE or whatever. Mm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Your your personal label. And by me, I was signed to a guy who had a situation at a label. Now, the difference is like. Between going straight to the label and signing it to some white executive versus going this way. So, going this way, guys will see that much money in the budget and they ain't really had that much money that long. Mm-hmm. So, you'll see you got a million dollar budget, for, but you know, you got 300,000 for marketing, you got 400,000 for record, whatever the case may be. They try to start finagling those. Ch- okay, the session was. 40,000 but the session really 10. Mm-hmm. You can sign up 40, keep 30 in your pocket. Yeah. Pay the studio 10. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then you go back 6 months later to see what your budget You're like. You like, "Damn, I spent 200,000 in the studio. I thought I only spent a little 50." Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But so that's how they can finagle. You got to be careful as an artist when you sign in a third part through a third party, but the same thing I would tell artists like about TLC. Yeah, TLC had a bad deal, but they were famous. Mm-hmm. And one thing a lot of, we'll say, the the white execs or the big dogs, they might give you a bad deal, but you're going to be famous. So mm-hmm. you can take that to film. You can take that to the podcasting world. You can yeah. take that to fashion. And you can still capitalize off that celebrity. Yeah. yeah sometimes when you get with a a dude who just trying to hustle the label, you never even get to the celebrity part. You just get a dude finagling those little budgets, those little budgets Mm -hmm. that you need to become a celebrity. Right. You get what I'm saying? So you never quite get there. And I think that's kind of what my situation was, just being young, signed to somebody that you feel like you trust, and they in there trying to work their own move Mm -hmm. in the label. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then they end up. You know, leaving the label and you still signed to that label mm-hmm. with this terrible ass budget. You still owe the folk, you know what I mean, four hundred thousand. You ain't seen mm. none of the four hundred thousand. Yeah, You like, God damn, now you now they you, you in the <laughs> gridlock with them. They don't want to put in a nice light. Right, man, I'm gonna <laughs> go write for Kanye, man. <laughs> uh, how many of the, uh, the
1: the songs that was on the, the 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 seven track LP when everybody was putting it out? Mm-hmm. How many of those songs will we ever hear? Are you gonna put some of those songs on the new project? Always like completely scrapped those and I'm, it's all new energy.
2: But we always had like little songs we worked on, but I definitely have a few of those records, not those particular records, but records I've done with Ye on my album. Okay. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. De- like I said, Ye is a, you know, man, he's a, a beacon of light for all of us. And I think a lot of times he said something the other day that was pivotal. He said, I may not be right now. And mm. like, he gave Sway his flowers now. Yeah. Yeah, when you sitting on 15 billion. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's different but now. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got multiple discretionary yeah, yeah, yeah. discretionary funds right. with that much money. But right. when you sitting on 50 million, you in debt yeah. over here, you got these things. You can't just go spend 20 million on, on fabric. Right. You know what I mean? So right. you had to. Build that up. Now Sway is right. So yeah. Sway was Sway was probably wrong back then. Yeah, but now I don't think he was wrong back then.
0: Yeah, huh? I don't think he was wrong back then.
2: I mean, you can say uh, name another uh, fashion, you know, designer that made it on their own. Mm,
1: not many. No, not
2: many at all. No, no. So that he he did right. He had to go. Find, now he can go like how people steal from his his camp. Now he yeah. went over there and stole the people from Adidas. Yeah, stole the people. Now he got that infrastructure to do mm. it on his own and be fishing.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, him, him being in debt at that time, I totally understand that. But, but not, not also with, with him say, doing Let the, me
2: let me not say debt because you don't know where nigga paper for Yeah. But we ain't have
0: when you're that 15 rich. Beats. Money doesn't even really exist yeah. at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Liquid money's not a thing. It was
1: more but, so access. Yeah. Uh, you know, being in those different rooms, uh, the respect in those rooms. Yeah. Like a lot changed in those years. Uh, since him and Sway had that with, conversation.
0: But I did right. love the fact that he, he gave Sway love. But I, I like what Sway was saying, right ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Even before the Adidas deal, like we didn't buy all those Yeezys because they were adidas we bought them because they were kanye mm-hmm. so i really think that's what sway was getting at even before he did that adidas deal like but yeah. we we are gonna run to buy what you make mm-hmm. not because adidas made it yeah mm-hmm. but- he could have done that shit with sketchers and we would have been like let's mm-hmm. buy it because it's kanye mm-hmm. no. I, I see the infrastructure and probably the capital yay needed to do that entire thing and it's a process
2: but hip-hop but- just not gonna make you a
0: billionaire of no. course not
2: yeah hip-hop would have bought it a, cool I, hip, hip-hop has never
0: made a billionaire besides whoever owns fucking universal now mm-hmm.
2: yeah like, but <laughs> but what i'm saying is for you to make 10 billion off of it it got to go outside of hip-hop yeah. it got to yeah. go oh, outside sure. of mm-hmm. our cool kids and you got to see regular people rocking it girls who don't even listen to them rocking it. it's like mm-hmm. that's when you know you have a real product and i think yeah, it, within the court, we always had the G on the sneakers and the Deshaun Carters and mm-hmm. the Fubus and mm-hmm. all those different uh, brands, but we've never had access to the quality of it. So when you put that shirt on, a Sean John shirt on, mm-hmm. but then you go going to put on a, you know what I mean, yeah. a, a, a Dior shirt or something, it just yeah. feels Feel a little different. Mm-hmm. And that's what Ye wanted. Ye wanted to be able to have the best product as well with the best uh, uh, infrastructure, uh warehouse uh, warehouses, everything, and that's what he fought for. And I feel like now he has it now. So now we can get into Sway's idea. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Now, so, yeah. now we can do that. Yeah, now no, we can do Sway idea because a discretionary fund. I remember he was telling me about it, he was like, Man, I need like 400 million in discretionary fund. I'm like, what is that? He like, man, I need to be able to fuck up. I need to be able to go get some Yeah. Air, fuck it up, all oh, that didn't come out right. Yeah, Go, go buy some more, you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? And that's yeah. how he get to the perfect product. But that right. is the most expensive part of it's, the whole process. the mistakes to get yeah. to the right shit. Yeah, the shit. mistakes that you got to make to be able to get the right thing. And I think once he got enough, once they gave him that fund, because mm-hmm. they didn't give it to him at first. Once they gave it to him, he shot up the charts. Mm-hmm. He was a billionaire in yeah. two, a year and a half later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm that's how it works so he knew he was talking about he just it took time it took time to get there he got it he got it right where um
0: where do you I guess stand or your opinion on, on the recent gap stuff and the Adidas
2: beef that he's going through now Oh man, you know, I, I kind of stay out of that. That's above my pay grade. Well, I'm, I'm just saying just just right, your just your right. opinion of somebody
0: like we could all speculate, but you actually know you have a real relationship with him. Oh. And maybe could understand things he says better than the rest of us when we look at it maybe from a surface level.
2: Well, you know, like like thing, they don't understand like because
0: I laughed when he said he wants to abolish steps. And I was like,
2: But <laughs> well, one thing that, one thing he what he really trying to say is Adidas is used to making a shoe and putting out volumes and volumes and volumes mm, of shoes. Yeah, But you have to understand the mystique of a Kanye that the reason why he's outselling all of your shoes, because he's not going to put out a bunch of
4: them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But they're so, they're seeing that money only go to his sneaker and they want a part of it. Yeah. So they say, how can we rip off a, a few of his ideas and put it on some Team Jordan kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. But it's like, nobody's going to buy the Team Jordan. So. No. No, so stop trying yeah. to use my idea for the team, George. Right, that's yeah. not happening. You not know what I'm saying? Doing, and right. I think that's what it is. They're trying okay. to undercut his market because he's doing so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, you're now you're diluting my creation, by Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Now you now you diluting my creation. Like mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend who had a growing up. I remember my bitch was so bad because she had a fat ass naturally. Mm-hmm. She used to have a fat ass so much she had to tie shit around the waist to just. So motherfuckers wouldn't bother. Mm-hmm. Nah, so many bitches with a fat ass. She don't even. My bitch don't even look bad <laughs> no more. Cause every girl could just go to you know Dr and just go get one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my that's bitch the ain't thing. Even bad no more. Yeah. My bitch ain't bad no I'm looking at my bitch like, God, Lee, I need to go upgrade my. You know what I'm saying? But that's, oh, that's what it crazy. is. Yeah. You don't want Yay shoe to feel like, damn, these Yeezys they ain't even that cool no more because the Beatles right. winning.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Did
2: the whole thing, i.e. Right the off whites and yeah all that everything nike was doing over there that was things that yay and, and and virgil had been talking about yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but when virgil left he kind of implemented that and like in his own right you thinking like shit man i'm over here with these million dollar billion dollar people i might well yeah put my best foot forward And some mm-hmm. of his best fo- foots forward was Things that him and Ye collabed on. Yeah. But I got to get my money now. I'm I'm in that position. I'm gonna take that risk of I might ruffle his feathers a little bit. But that's mm-hmm. how all of them feel. Yeah. Mm. I might ruffle Y feathers a little bit, but I'm going to get these M's. Yeah. I get you know it. what yeah. I'm saying. And
0: Virgil should have. And yeah. and today, yeah. uh, happy birthday and rest in oh, peace. Oh yeah yeah. Rest to, in to, peace. To his birthday was yeah. yesterday, right? I think it's today. Today. Man, Virgil um,
2: was a, a precious soul, what's, bro. What's What's yeah. one of your favorite Virgil memories? My favorite Virgil memory. Oh man, I would have to say, dang, I have so many. I was there when Virgil, him and Ye, well actually, Ye drew it and Virgil came and drew a better version of it. Of the, the last Nike Yeezy, the one with the, the reptile back on the back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, I, I was there when he, they were actually drawing that together. That's crazy. Um, I'm, I would say when I, he finally got the Louis Vuitton deal and I think him and Ye got back on good terms right before yeah. he passed, about a year before he passed.
1: Yeah, the, it was Fashion show in Paris, was fashion Week in Paris, I think, the uh, the Louis show.
2: No, no, not that one. This oh. was, bef- this, I think this was before that. Or, or right after that. But, I went up there, he picked us up in this May bag. I was like, I was kind of excited. I was like, damn, Virgil like a boss now. He yeah. got like security, and trail, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know? Cause usually when I first met him, he was like a, a just humble, an intern, yeah. like a little creative yeah. director guy, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Now he like, then he go to his office. He got all the Louis Vuitton fabrics. Like he making fur coat Louis Vuitton. He making like, yeah. you got all the fa- Louis fabric you can make anything you want. I mean, he making capes, skateboards. Uh, mm-hmm. He just got to do, it was like a playground of material. Mm-hmm. So I just seen him in there and we was playing him some music that we was working on. But just to see him and Ye had at those last moments together of, you know, just rejoicing. And he, Ye was really proud of him. They just, you know, Ye just be like, man, y'all using my best friends against me. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean? I kind of get, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, eat at him a little bit but Mm -hmm. outside of that i think that was my favorite moment just that last moment i was with him at the louis office and he was just showing us all the different things that he looking to make and Mm -hmm. never got to really fully you know do everything he would like to do It's, it's just it's
1: dope to see uh you know virgil don C, you know what kanye is doing and you know all of these guys was really like close and together they came in together and had all of these which I'm assuming conversations and dreams to do what they're doing Mm -hmm. now. Um, It's just amazing to see what came of that. And that speaks to, Mm -hmm. again, uh, Kanye's genius Mm -hmm. of him just uh, instilling power into his his friends and and letting them be their own people and uh, just giving people the space to create. And I think if that's, you know, you you say whatever you want about Kanye, he's, you know, he goes off on these tangents, these rants, whatever. Mm -hmm. But one thing about him, just look at it, he definitely creates opportunity for his friends that he knows are geniuses before the world does. And right. That's something I love. I always love about Kanye is that he sees the genius in his friends and in the circle. Mm-hmm. his circle.
2: Sure. That's his biggest thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of people don't do that. They 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 won't empower you. But that's something they'll do. He'll empower you, and then that's the thing that hurts him. He like people take his best, but that's business though. Like yeah, yeah. you know. So he gotta just. You know, figure out how to move around it, but I figure like a lot of times, a lot of those people end up coming back around anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just be a a period in time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is uh is Saha happy today? Uh, Saha is extremely happy. Um, I can't complain. I think my a lot of people don't understand. Like my rant was not just because of me. It's my fans that miss what I do. Like. You don't understand like having grown men crying coming up to you from mixtape songs. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, bro, I put that out 10 years ago. He's right. still like, it's connected cause something happened in that yeah. moment in time in yeah. his life that touched him so much. And this album or this song kind of helped him get through that now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times I kind of feel for them but I feel for myself at the same time. So. I'm I'm definitely blessed, you know what I'm saying? I'm not in a place where, you know what I'm saying, I don't feel like I'm blessed, but I do feel like there's more to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Cuz I've like I said, I've grown up around successful people my whole life, rich niggas my whole life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm so high, wrote these big records, but it's like when you've been around success your whole life, those small victories ain't really tickling my fancy like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you see yourself being something so much bigger, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I appreciate what I have, but that's like low-hanging fruit for me. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm the, like, I tell everybody, if everybody, you put your favorite rapper in a room, no marketing plan, no fucking record label, no beat, and it's just the purest essence of what we do, I'm top five, Dead or alive, but mm-hmm. when you gotta add all the street cred and marketing budgets and all that, okay, I might get overlooked. Yeah. So you know that's the only thing. But outside of that, I'm blessed, man. I can't, I can't complain too much. I just gotta keep moving forward.
0: What's what's a, a strange hobby that you have that fans would not hobby? would would not know outside of rap and uh, fashion and the I eat fur
2: every week. For the past ten years, Is it far faux because I call it faux. It's far. I'm a professional, so. Oh my bad. My my,
0: my <laughs> apologies. Foe. My apologies. I'm a professional. <laughs> it's why well, I'm a faux fan. Yeah, 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 you're a faux fan. So but no.
2: once a week for the last ten years. Yeah, I mean okay. I'm I'm slick Vietnamese. Mm. You know what I mean? That's just something I just I just love doing. It's therapeutic. Mm. Um, what's What's a good spot in Atlanta? Fuck King is the best spice in Midtown. In Midtown? Fuck okay. King. Yeah, okay. King, I got to take you some spots in New York then. Yeah, yeah, I heard New York got some good. Amazing. Uh, Bo- yeah. Boston do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, favorite session of your career and worst session of your career? My favorite session of my career would be when Kobe walked in. Mm. Uh, Electric Lady, uh, Rosewood era during My Beautiful Dark. I seen Kobe and was like, man, that's Kobe, bro. Hmm. He didn't, doesn't Kobe have writing credits on Power? He, he probably do. He was there during that time. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like
0: I saw a picture and maybe Ye, maybe he, yeah. he told us that in the building. I don't know if he said that publicly, but Ye, Ye is the first person. I think it was, Co- it was Kobe most deaf in Ye, right?
2: Yeah, Kobe, let, let me tell you something. Yay, will give you, like, Ye'll yeah, I give you credit part. if you bring the coffee in the room during yeah. the hit record. <laughs> Like, if you made a hit record and you brought him two classes of coffee, you getting get publishing. That's he was the wow. first person to do that. Mm, that's like, insane. now you see all these producers, like, collabing on beats. You know yeah, how all yeah. dudes like, man, one nigga need to make the beat. Why wow, yeah. three <laughs> on the beat? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Ye started that mm-hmm. collaboratory yeah. thing where, like, a lot of the early songs I was working on, I was just in there, was like, nah, I think you should say it like this, or he's like, what you think about that? I was like, well, I would say it like this. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know that was writing. Right. So I never took no, I never asked for no publishing or nothing. I'm just Mm -hmm. thinking this is what niggas do in the studio. (laughs) Yeah. But then at that level, that's called writing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. then, like I said, he goes further than that. You ain't write nothing. If you was in the room and he thought of something just by looking at your shoes or my theme song, Mm -hmm. my leather black jeans on, you go, okay, what's your information? Send it to my assistant. That's crazy. You'll be like, (laughs) because <laughs> he respects everything in the room the lighting yeah. this, he got OCD he don't want this camera right there you gotta move this camera right there it's just like yeah. he just respects that so I think that's something that I learned as well just respecting everything around me
0: because you gotta I mean music is, is for the consumer at the end of the mm-hmm. day yeah. so you gotta mm-hmm. ask random people right. like I, I heard stories of yeah, when the delivery guy would deliver food he'd be like no come in here you need to hear this
2: right right, right. exactly you get what I'm it's
0: saying like, exactly no. um what what was that Kobe session like, and what what was, you know, I never had the the privilege to ever meet Kobe Bryant.
2: I um, mean, I only seen him walk in. I, this, I was new around, so I didn't want to yeah. go in there and be like fanned <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, but I was new around that time, but it was dope. And my other favorite session, it was with Jay, man. I was in Jay in Paris, but Jay like a real one though. Mm. You like, he's just a real one. I <laughs> was like, hey, you know, I know you kind of like close to them, but. Mm-hmm. He's, he's blood,
0: bit. blood related. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you blood related?
2: Biggs. Is yeah. Oh, yeah. Biggs. Right. That's what I'm saying. Biggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't exactly. Yeah. What, Jay um, is
0: the Jay is. He was his, it Watch the Throne
2: sessions? What, what was it? For? A couple of them, man. He just was a he just a great guy. Mm. I don't know. He just got away with, you know, making you feel comfortable in so many words. Yeah. You know, I remember. Um, I won't tell that story, but I will tell this story. I will tell this story. I mean, I was in Atlanta, right? I just came around. And uh Holmes was like, he had they told me to come to the show. So I walk in and shit, I come sit down next to him, you know, he kicking and He looked like uh Beyoncé walks in mm-hmm. and she, she's pregnant at the time. He's like, Sai, you ain't bring your girl with you? You know, me, I'm like, at this point, yeah, I didn't want to bring nobody. Yeah, to I, fuck I didn't up know I could invite you know a plus one. I was just coming by myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, you ain't bring your girl with you. We did, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like, he just started laughing yeah. him and yeah, because yeah, they had the two baddest chicks in the world yeah, with him yeah, yeah. in the room. And I'm like, yeah, yeah my girl is at home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the way they laughed about it, like- She used to have a fat ass. Now yeah. everyone has a fat ass. I didn't yeah. know I could bring her. Right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't think nah. she had enough
0: ass anymore.
1: Um, no, that was When funny. you gonna get on the Alchemist beat? Man, good question. Uh, man.
2: You going to put that together for me, bro? I could, bro. Okay. I could, legit hit a could legit, legitimately no way, make a group bro. chat right now. Man, I DM that man, tweeted that man, emailed oh, MySpace. space, <laughs> <yeah>. Lime Wired. <laughs> 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 I ain't trying to get Alchemist, bro. I just been like. Yeah. I say something on my album about that, too. Yeah. Don't I, don't I say that? Yeah. I mean, I'm Alchemist. Yeah, I, I, need, I need to hear that. I yeah, because if some I'm album. on an Alchemist beat, it's a rap. Yeah. It's a
0: rap then Yeah we need that um, I know paperwork wise You weren't on Good Music norms, uh-huh. 2 chains. But What's your top 5 Good Music album list You could put No Dope on Sunday's Number 1 if oh, you want good, good, I oh, but-
2: <laughs> Good Music album list Well I will say My Beautiful Dark mm. uh, Pablo Mm. Uh, no dope, definitely. Uh, put both Pusha albums, mm. old and new. Uh that'll be my top five of those. And you know, I did like finally famous the the mixtape, like yeah. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, the I'm the trying to figure one. out this Sean and Saiah relationship. Nah, man, me and Sean Good is just. <laughs> Sean just a a super competitive rapper. Mm, Yeah. And good dude though. Good dude, but you know, he will step on you for his for his well-being. Yeah. And that's one thing that That's
1: hip-hop though, right?
2: Nah, I ain't that type of nigga. Competitive? No. I ain't gonna step well, on you though. That's how, why. How you, that's I, probably why I ain't where i supposed to be though. How, I ain't gonna step on nobody. There's, there's a lot of artists that
0: just didn't do some bullshit, and that's yeah. why they not as. And I'm not saying Sean no, not did that bullshit. Okay, step. I mean, on I'm not I gonna stem. say, but
2: okay, like did, but what, what did Sean do specifically? So, I, okay, when I first came around, it was at the Double XL shoot. Yay, asked me to rap because I've been freestyling for everybody and they going crazy. So he like, yeah. man, I got this new nigga. So he like, man, rap for Jumbo so spoke about this on the live. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I get the. I'm just going at it. they they filming me. And I didn't know who. I ain't no Big Sean at the time. He's sitting on the table. Yeah. Bro, jump off the table and just cut my rap off and just start going in. <laughs> He okay. do like
0: that. Well, let me, ha- let me ask you. Bro, niggas don't that, like that. Isn't that hip-hop, though? Going. He started performing for real. Isn't that real? what he's supposed
2: to do? Nah, bro. If he
0: saw his opportunity. Nah, because I know. I know style, you let me tell you, let me tell you. If mm. the
2: flip, if you, I'm going to let you finish your rap. Yeah. I ain't going to even rap. Mm. Because I know once I come out, well, and even if I did want to jump on the table, let you get your rap off or whatever the yeah. case may be, but you don't know. You already in position. You got videos with Kid Cudi. Kanye. Yeah. Like, okay,
0: I, did, I I thought Sean was just unknown at this time. No, no, and he he saw was an like, opportunity. To yeah, rap. he
2: was on. This, but I'm just okay. saying, I felt that was a competitive thing he did. Yeah. But it's like we brothers now. You don't have to. Yeah, keep I feel you. I feel you. Trying to you know what I mean? Yeah. Outshine me to make yourself look good. Yeah, yeah but you also got to think like
0: what Sean might have been going through at that label too as far as, because I mean, shit, I was around when y'all was there and and Def Def Jam wasn't taking him serious.
2: (laughs) Nah, (laughs) he was, nah, he good. He was really, he was selling out shows. He good. I don't know, maybe he was, he's from Detroit. He was listening to Lose
0: Yourself. I don't know. One shot, one opportunity. that was his favorite
2: artist. (laughs) And he seen his favorite artist taking a liking to another artist. Yeah, I get it. And he ain't like that. I'm just not like that. When Trav came in the room, I embraced Trav. Mm-hmm. But let me tell y'all something. I'm gonna keep y'all, this this is a story exclusive. Uh I was at the Mercer, and it's around the time when Ye was still finding his label, and he asked me, uh, who should I sign? Two chains of French Montana. Mm-hmm. And I told him two chains. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in the other room, my man was like, Man, you that's the stupidest shit you could have ever said to the nigga. Why would you make him sign another nigga from Atlanta? Mm. I just never you didn't look looked, at it, looked at it like at that. that. I just yeah. thought yeah, yeah. two chains was five. Yeah, and it was my boy, so it's like, yeah. right? I ain't tripping on that. I'm, right. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm gonna do my thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I'm not. gonna, I'm not, I wasn't thinking that it would affect what I had going on. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. But I mean, strategically, yeah, you probably would have said French Montana, and you would have been the. But I just never had a. I just never been a hater, so it just never crossed my mind. Right. I just gave right. the best. Yes, decision. and
1: it's fucked up because a lot of times that's how shit happened. Like motherfuckers yeah. think like that.
2: Yeah, that, that's like, nah, how it should have I put chains I on. Young. Fuck that. Yeah. Now I might have been like, you know what? Might want to go with Fritz. No, two chain my guy, but yeah, yeah. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Um
0: After the, speaking of that, that era when Chains was affiliated with Good Music and it was the uh, Good Music Fridays and that Ooh. entire shit, which really felt like Ye was. Bringing the attention, I felt like he was trying to go on the Rockefeller route of "you are now solidified as the biggest artist." Let me put on every artist i fuck right, with. Right, right. Had Cruel Summer not been rushed, do you think the label Good Music would be in a different place than they are now? Because all the attention, Kanye just dropped a classic album. But that's not Good right Fridays was the hottest shit moving on the internet, and then Cruel Summer came. And I like Cruel Summer; oh. don't get me twisted. Like, mm-hmm. I like it as an album. Mm-hmm. It felt super rushed. And I felt like the only people that suffered from it was not named Kanye West. Like that was the time was for the label. And and it didn't affect Ye's career, but I felt like it really could have helped that brand of good music because the good good music Fridays and and coming off My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy it was it was just a time for I good think, music.
2: I think what happened in that era, bro, was Ye was getting powerful and people that's when people started picking at him. Mm. They started trying to get Sean to do his own thing. They started trying to get people to kind of turn on him Mm -hmm. because he was throwing his weight around. Yeah. Usually you probably seen him do it on TV every now and then but or at a war show, but that social media was coming into play and he could kind of say what he wanted to say every fucking day. It was Mm -hmm. just like, Mm. we got to figure out how to weaken that thing. So that's all that was. It was never, you know uh i don't feel like it hurt anybody because if you look at it there's not a lot of labels out that have multiple artists that's not something that's right. popular anymore because artists don't need a label no more mm-hmm. yeah they can just go to tiktok or instagram or something and drop their shit and just mm-hmm. get a deal through united masters whoever you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i think that's what kind of did that and you know yay moving into fashion and stuff and you know, he that's kind of his priority now. Music is like his commercials yeah. for his products. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, do you yeah. think
0: the music has, has suffered?
2: Um, I just think he's in a different place, man. A lot of times when you're trying something new, I just seen a new sport the other day. It's called pickleball or something, ain't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit looks crazy yeah. because we just haven't seen, we used to tennis or something. Yeah. Like, mm. But it just looks different because we we're have we not accustomed to looking at yeah. it. So I think, yay, rapping about Jesus, you're just not accustomed to hearing 15 Jesus walks. Right. You know what I mean? You're used to just hearing one. Then mm. you can hear, you know, your other things that you can, you know, relate to. But I think even with Jesus, Jesus, he always tell me, People say they don't like Jesus, but they like Trav and the weekend, mm. right? That's Jesus. Right. Exactly. I just did the authentic version of it. They did the oh, let me blend the coolness yeah, with, yeah. so I won't look out of place when right. I play this song, kind right. of vibe. Yeah. Right. So I think even with I, what was Drake's last project, the, the, uh, so honestly, Nevermind, the dance thing, yeah. the dance. Uh, that's his Jesus. How do you feel about the album? I liked it. Yeah. Because I mean. I mean, I'm not a, I hate Vegas, so I don't like being a -a -a. I hate that, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I got to get out of here, man. Uh, But I think, you know, if you're allowed to go to those places, you don't, like, bro, it'd be some, I went to R&B night at Red Martini's in Atlanta Mm -hmm. the other night. To hear R&B all night, that was the best time I had Mm. in the club, bro, in probably about 10 years, bro. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody's singing, you ain't no s looking yeah, for you, yeah. see who you know, what yeah, I mean? Everybody yeah. just yeah. the girls is enjoying themselves, yeah. And like, you know, that was the first time I had like dance with a girl in the club, like, they you, don't usually, even do you that know, no you, you gotta yeah. go to strip club, yeah. other than that, yeah, the girls dance in their section with their yeah. people, and yeah, yeah. you kind of hold your bottles, yeah. And you yeah, leave, yeah. This was the first time we was in there, oh,
3: <laughs> yeah, remember that song, yeah. so.
2: Sometimes you just need a different environment. And once mm-hmm. you get to that environment, like Drake said, once you get on a yacht or be able to go to Cairns or yeah. Turks, yeah. you're going to be like, man, I need that Drake album right now. This shit's on fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got, so, it's, it's all about where
1: you receive that type of music. You absolutely. can't be in the middle of the trenches playing that, honestly, never yeah, mind. Like, yeah. it, it's not going to connect.
2: Yeah, with Food, Savers, and Scissors, and yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm just pictures. Somebody in the quote
0: unquote trenches throwing on Honestly, Never mind.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it just bro. don't connect. It don't, it don't it add up. It gonna, uh, I'm gonna name some artists, and I just want you to in maybe two or three words. Mm-hmm. Diss them. Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> Rick Ross.
2: Legend. Legend. He put me on. He, you know what? So super dope story. The first self. Uh, Maybach album he called me and and wanted me to get on his cell so Mm -hmm. I appreciate that um Belly Belly yeah oh that's my guy Belly is a super player super player yeah um Nick Grant Nick Grant oh man special too bro uh uh I want to say vintage I like to say vintage like a young Nas yeah 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 um, Simba. Simba, man, my brother from another mother. Mm. Uh, j j um, um, hometown hero. Mm. We from the same city. 21 Savage. 21, oh man. You know what's so crazy? I love you I say 21, 21, me and 21 grew up like right out the street from each other. Mm. So I would say 21 authentic. Mm. Authentic, he authentic Eastside Glenwood Road. You go, boy, you make that left on motherfucking Glenwood off Covington. Have your shit on a swivel, <laughs> cause twenty-one of them niggas all up that street. All right, and yeah, you might I not get be, the McAfee. Yeah, I'll be with, in, at, at in Buckhead piece. at the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> in one
0: piece. You feel me? Yo, t- twenty-one. I I won't say I was. I'm late to twenty-one, but I'm just really starting to appreciate actually how his pen. Oh yeah, like no. twenty
2: one could could rap for he from real. The east side, bro. Like he mm. really raps. Mm. The east side of Atlanta, we we got, we got a little intellect, mm. even though he he's still a street nigga. But mm-hmm. you still get a little bit of education. You still get a little mm. bit of sauce. You yeah.
0: know what I mean? Would uh would Amaretta say you're from Atlanta or not? Huh? Would Amaretta the? Uh, oh yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I'm from Georgia. Are you from, yeah, you from yeah, right, Baptist, you baby. I was right.
2: going off uh, <laughs> Edgewood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm straight. I, I give you my <laughs> elementary school daycare. Yeah. I went to Tallwater. Yeah, yeah. She know what Tallwater across the yeah. street from boy South, Jonesboro North. Um, Conway the machine. Oh, a machine. Mm. He definitely a machine. Benny the butcher. Benny. Oh man. Benny is like. This is my. This is what my OG used to call me. I would give Benny that. They used to call me a publicist for gangsters, mm. so I would get at the Benny here publicist mm. for gangsters. I like that. Uh, Jada Kiss, Jada Kiss, the voice. He's he's the he's the original bar guy mm-hmm. Let's say the original bar guy Jada. Drake, Drake, <laughs> Michael Jackson of our time.
3: I agree. That.
2: I would say I always tell people Drake is Michael Jackson. Kanye's James Brown. Mm. Okay. If you look, people don't sample Mike like that. hmm. But they sample the hell out of James Brown.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: To That's this true. day. Oh, yeah. Every they, snare, every yeah. kick, drum, every hey, yeah. every yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. James. Yeah. Well, so, they, they, they will kill me for saying this. Well, I would say Drake, Mike, Kanye, Prince. I think Kanye is definitely a, a Prince type as far as. What he really contributes to his music, like but that's Prince, a fucking Prince genius. Like he does everything.
2: I would say Kendrick is more Prince than mm. Ye. Yeah, I'm saying
0: Prince as far as you think, e- like in the, same the, time. the amount, the amount of shit that Prince did actually did for his records. The way Ye yeah. down from writing to keys yeah. to drums to engineering yeah. to like to how it's presented. Yeah. Uh, Prince was first on streaming. Like how he yeah. pushed music forward. I think Ye is in that Prince.
2: Yeah. I, I would say that too. That's that you're right. You right. He he's similar to him, so yeah. Um Jay Electronica. <laughs> oh man. Mm. Mentor. Mm. Okay. Mentor. He got a lot of knowledge. Funny nigga too. Oh yeah, funny nigga too. <laughs>
0: we like almost that. we almost died in Mexico with Jr. Oh your
2: Bottega bag too, uh Jay Elect. I will, I will put
0: you guys in a group chat if <laughs> we don't get arrested on the way there. We almost died with Jay Electronica in Mexico City. Oh, great time. Recently.
2: That great sounds Tom. about right. <laughs> no, great. That sounds
1: about right. Great time. Sounds about right. Um,
2: last but not least, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, my favorite rapper of all time. My goat, my, my uncle, my second father. Jay was everything to me. I, I, let me tell you something. I can rap reasonable doubt from track one to the end mm-hmm. no fumbles mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: no fumbles would you ever cause I I know you you know you got one of my favorite LA League of freestyles ever yeah would you ever get into like a back and forth with Jay on a track like uh- if it was like 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 sparring Oh no, no, because when we look at some of the ones that we love, we like I'm not even getting into that with him. No, but would you Jay. would you take that
2: challenge? Oh yeah, I take the challenge with anybody. Mm. But i not he in the mo, in, but with Jay, it's the most respectful way. Mm-hmm. I just that's just my guy. Yeah, I don't know. I remember I, it's, it's so many stories. You know, I'm NDA'd out, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. tell you too much, but yeah, yeah. nah, bro, he he's solid because he the one, he the reason I'm signed to, or I got in that situation like that, he kind of put the stamp on it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it. I remember when I got my chain, he was there. Mm-hmm. He the one told Ye to sign me. Mm-hmm. It's funny, he got the cannabis company now because mm-hmm. We blew a couple of motherfucking pairs together. It was like, yeah. yo, this home, I just rolled up on my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's was like, you know, he the
0: mm-hmm. GOAT, bro. And uh, I know it's just becoming the random question, quick hit shit. Is there, is there a beat that you passed on that you later heard that ended up being like a, a big beat? record? Yeah. Like uh, I, I heard Mem- Memphis Bleak was on a podcast saying that he passed on the
2: Uchi Wali beat. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. And this is this is a caveat. Shout out to Two Chains. I I got a beat CD from a producer, and like man, I was like, damn, this beat so hard. I'm about to send this to Two Chains. Mm. I sent it to Two Chains. Two Chains like, man, who sent you this beat, bro? This my beat. I'm like, damn, I just got this from the producer, mm-hmm. and he got mad at the producer, and me and the producer the producer got mad at me. I'm like, bro, you gave me the beat, right? But it would end up being him and Drake. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, I forgot. I think, I, mean, for real? I think that was the one. Uh, fuck, I know what you're talking Back about. Back in the That was yeah, his first thing, yeah. so. And like I said, 2 Chainz just been a, a good guy since then, but I mean, that remember that was the beat that I heard I 2 Chainz
1: drop that bar. I used to off-white like eggnogs. <laughs> I think I downloaded all his shit after that. Yeah. I said, "No, if he talking like this, I got to hear everything." This nigga,
2: yeah, <laughs> Virgo, ever said. bro. We yeah. Virgo,
0: hey Virgos, bro. We put that shit together like that. Yeah, nah, I, I fuck with show. two chains. I fuck with chains. Speaking of, of Hove and Two Chains, will we ever? Do you think we'll ever get a Two Chains and Jay record? Because I feel like the, that's the last yeah. rapper that's like old. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That cause Jay he, yeah. verse.
2: Because yeah, he yeah yeah Jay Two Chains do oh, he do need that verse. Mm-hmm. Cause he 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 admires. I could just hear it in his music. We all admire Jay, bro. Jay, we, we he need one though. Mhm. Yeah, he, yeah, he need one. All right. So before we wrap up uh, the album, November,
1: hopefully. Oh yeah. I don't
2: want to hold you to it. No, nah, November, yeah, definitely. Don't hold me to it. Okay. November story, he got coming soon. In a couple months, man. I appreciate everybody holding tight for me. Um, it's gonna be star studded. It's gonna be. No Dope on uh, Sundays on steroids. Don't you say that. See, Si, don't say that. Bruh, don't please me tell you. Don't you just say said that, you bro. like my L.A. Leaker freestyle, bruh. That's, I ain't a, even that's legendary. That's I legendary. I'm on up there just, you know what I'm saying? On steroids? Bruh, that's saying, you saying something. Listen, on steroids, bruh. Bro, I do this, bruh. Okay. All right. I'm I'm uh, waiting. This sauce I, I, don't go the nowhere. expectations
0: ain't the raps because we know you could rap. No dope on Sundays is one of the few lyrical albums that has some of the best production I've yeah. ever. Heard. Yeah, so I not, mean, not, yeah. If you I, say no like, dope on Sundays on steroids,
2: because I got those. It's got to be dudes, the production. I got those same dudes, <laughs> but with more equipment, more knowledge, mm, okay, more understanding. Okay, we did that. Like no dope on Sunday. I'm gonna tell you something. We was that was trial and error. Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing. We was like, man, we think this is how it go. You know what I right. mean? We think this is how you do a beat. Right. You yeah. know what I <laughs> mean? But now we really know how to do it. How did okay. the Jagged Edge shit happen? Man, let me tell you something, bro. <laughs> Niggas don't know, bro. I went to nigga, I went to jail for, for Jagged Edge. I had like 30 bags. I got charged with like 30 bags, full techs, Two, like all type of shit back in the day. Jagged Edge was like one of the first, you know, they from the east side of yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, they. yeah, no. And sure. I'm from the east side, so they used to let us use their studio. Mm-hmm. And um, shit, you know, young, you just start trapping it out. Yeah. yeah. And being young, and boy kicked the dope. So I've been knowing them since I was shit. 16, yeah, 15, young nigga. That was, that was more than a verse swap, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. So, I used, man, my partners used to call me Lane because I used to roll weed for them niggas. They be like, man, rolling weed for them niggas. But I was like, man, I'm trying to get in the studio, bro. Mm.
1: Yeah, see, that type of shit.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling everybody. I'm already, and they buying it from me, it's just like, right, hey. Yeah, fuck go. it, yeah. But I knew that was my way of, like, getting I start going on the road with them, and that's how I met. You know I me, mean? a lot of people in the music industry just through them, that was my first, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, introduction to it. So yeah, I used to see I used to see Destiny Child over there, everything. Mm-hmm. She used to be lit.
1: That's well, cool. we want to thank you for uh, taking some time out to kick it with us, man. We've been yes, trying. Sir. to think that was his way of saying he sold to Kelly Rowland.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 not, <laughs> that. Look, <laughs> nah, not that. I'm
1: joking. Um, but we appreciate your time, man. And uh, listen, man, we big fans, big supporters. I'm just happy to Always. know that the music is coming. Yeah, and um, we appreciate you holding rap to a certain echelon, man, because you're yeah. one of the few that really, really rap at a certain level create at a certain level write at a certain level so I appreciate that yes. a
0: lot of us out here that still still do appreciate and, that and, and a lyrical rapper that can make a song that's right. a, that's different yes that's, that's really why I fuck with you because there's mad rappers out there yes it's, but they can't make a record they they don't know good production yeah they don't know song structure Could, yes yes you know, rap till you're blue in the face is cool I appreciate it but it's it's not yeah, gonna stick yeah, the yeah. way in it. Do. yeah,
2: yeah I, I, I always tell people I don't like when people call me a lyricist like even though I understand it yeah but it's just, I'm just articulating my life and I just know how to put it together well. Mm-hmm. But this ain't no shit. This ain't no extra galactical pack practical knocks. Yeah, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Lyrical, ain't, ain't that. yeah. Don't put me in that category. Yeah. Nah. No, no, I feel you. Yeah. Like it's cause it's. it's I ain't rap, I ain't rapped a lot yet. Mm-hmm. I won the lot last caveat. I used to grow up around this super street dude, bruh. I mean, one day we was in the studio, all my buddies, and we like, man, we got this, we got that. Then nigga hit the space bar, boom. Everybody pull your drugs out, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, nigga had their little weed. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to hit none of y'all, nigga talking about no coke, yeah. no dope. Yeah. All I see is weed. Yeah. Everybody pull your pistol out. Like, <laughs> you just start telling to Like, where your hoe at? Yeah. And we ain't got, all right, but stop talking about you got problems. It's like, all right, bro. And ever yeah. since that day, I had to figure out how to rap my true life. So I yeah. tell everybody, a lot of people can use this much of the dictionary. I can only use this much when I write. Mm-hmm. I can only use this much of cuz I just have to be sh- true to who I am and true to what mm. I'm saying. So mm. most artists that's how you develop that core fan base. You know what I mean? Cut back on what you are talking about, cut the fat off in of the music and actually get to the point, the soul and the subject of the of the of the record.
0: Yeah. And and get the lies off when you write for other people. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even even when I'm with right right I I have to I was just with an artist last week. And he, I didn't know his story, so I had to sit there and kind of interview him. He was looking at me kind of crazy. I'm like, yeah, Yeah, I don't know how to write for like, you. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I looked you up. There's not a lot of interviews, so yeah. Yeah. I need to kind of feel your vibe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Benny
0: had told us yesterday in that same chair, speaking of ghostwriting, mm-hmm. that he wrote a verse for Pinky, the porn star, in yeah. 2002, did he say? 2003? Yeah, somewhere around there.
1: What was his slot? See that's a great question. We ain't even we ain't even asked that. <laughs> Alright. Hey bros, hey. No, but Pinky, what you, don't even worry about it, Pinky. Don't,
2: Pinky, what, don't even worry about it. What was the first swap? What yeah, was his swap? Yeah, I want the swap. What was the swap like? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, and we didn't ask Benny
2: to swap. What was the verse swap? What was the fucking verse? Yeah, swap? Yeah, don't pay me for that. Yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, I but what swap. made me think this of on that the house, house, Pinky? <laughs> this on the house, ma,
0: Don't even worry about it. I need to swap because when that. he said he was right for somebody, he went to look at interviews and shit. That's what I was trying to get at, yeah. Benny. I was like, all right. So before you got to the session, like how study you how work. you researched the artist? Yeah, you studied yeah, yeah. the work.
1: You studied yeah. her work. You sure. work. Yeah. yeah, you
0: gotta study your work. I have to compliment you when uh, Sicko Mode came out and let's not keep this because I fuck with Travis. Uh-huh. We was in the car and he was like, man, Travis ain't write this bullshit. Like, this, there's no way Travis wrote this shit. Like, this is too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. Saha wrote this shit. I know it. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, mom, nah, Saha did not write this. This yeah. was, Travis wrote this, bro. Like, come on. He's like, there's no way Travis came up with this type of you shit. Could just, you could just hear it. Like, I listen.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's like, when I hear certain shit, I'm like, I get it, Trav, but that ain't you. You did not.
0: <laughs> you can hear it. It's like, Trav, you don't talk But, but you know what? And I admit when I'm but, wrong, because I looked at Mall Crest, like, bro, Travis wrote this. What are you talking about? But let me tell you
2: what they all do. They all tell me what they want to say. Okay. So I don't all the way take credit. Yeah. That's why I don't like to say I'm, I'm not like I tell people all the time. It's not like I ti a little bow wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's yeah. not that. It's like man, I got this cadence like yeah for sure. Yeah. In, 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 yeah. And I'll be like, okay, well, what you want to talk about, man? I want to talk about how I'm out there stunting on these home woop yeah, yeah. Woo, woo, yeah And I just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. All of my exes, I put them all in, in the, the group. group. Yeah. This yes. was, you know, Ariana yeah. and then he was with Kylie, so it was just, yeah. you know, we
0: just <laughs> That was the collab. specific line that, that Maul said to me. He was like, Travis didn't, that bar is too dope. Travis didn't and there's write nothing that shit. There's nothing wrong with, it. Nothing wrong I, with I, it. I could just hear it. Yeah. I know, I'm like, okay, I know who that but
2: is. If he if he talked to me, if I'm with him, he talk, He always talking to me like, man, about all the girls he done had and shit. Yeah. That's kind of like mm. what he would like to say Yeah, the yeah. shorter form. He just don't. He just need a slick lie. way of saying it. Express he need a slick way. Like yeah, that. yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. say like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's all it is. Try my guy, though. Don't get it twisted, man. Oh, no, and, be, I, be, and I, I hate it. that. And that's the thing. I would like to say this before I leave. Definitely. The reason why Dream is so successful as a writer because he can say he wrote it. Yeah. But as a ghostwriter, I it's hard for me to work with other artists because yeah. I can't say I wrote it. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So it's okay. like, it has to be like, you got to hear through the grapevine of the, in the music industry, they kind of like, oh, how doing that? Okay, well, call him over here and see if he can work with this guy, you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. mm-hmm. it can never be like, yo, y'all, I wrote this. Like, I'm, I'm nominated for this grant Like, I don't never post like my Grammys or mm-hmm. like songs I'm nominated for. Or, or when they come out, I don't never post it on my page or nothing, because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want yeah, the fans like. to take away from them, like they didn't have nothing to do with what the album was. Those guys. I feel like what? the artist should do that. I feel yeah. like the
0: artist should do that. Yeah, nah, you know, yeah.
2: artist ego. Like, never yeah, gonna they never going to it. I no did this me, all by myself. I, like Like Coffee be Bean. Yeah, they they ain't gonna do that. Stop, 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 Mo. I love it. Okay. I love Travis. (laughs) I
1: love it, but it's like- Coffee Bean is my favorite Travis song. I gotta give you- right. I gotta give you your- You know what I'm saying? We sit here, I gotta say, niggas. I love that
0: record. But I can hear it, you know what I'm saying? I love Travis, but I'm like, I gotta give you your respect, Right, right, right. Coffee Bean was the one time I was like, that's probably T.I. Lil Bow Wow. That felt like you wrote a whole verse and- Yeah,
2: yeah. But even that, man, he was telling me what he was going through with Kylie, and he was just like. I need this to really, you know what I mean, whoop-de-whoop, whoop. this is what I'm going through, this is what we've been talking about, Yeah. this is what I'm I'm like, oh, okay, cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You, know did, I,
2: you think streaming has
0: started to eliminate some of the ghostwriting, per se? Because a lot of times with streaming now, there you have to cross the T's, dot the I's, the contract's got to be right, mm-hmm. the publishing has to be right before it goes on DSPs. There's credits now on the shit. Like, it's not the Wild I mean, Wild West where it used like to that. be. it's always been like that.
2: It's always been, but I just think you know, the average fan ain't just reading credits. It's like- God, No, I'm
0: just like, saying you gotta be more accountable now because it's so easily I could open my phone and click a credit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. if I'm, that ghostwriting shit yeah. back in the day, it didn't matter,
2: pressing up CDs, nobody was really- But that's what I'm trying to me, it was songs, I'm gonna keep it a buck. It's songs that I shouldn't have got publishing on that I did. Mm-hmm. Just cause I kept the room vibing. Right. That I mean, I didn't necessarily do the song. Yeah, but I'm like, oh man, that's hard, bro. because yeah. yeah. it was hard, right? <laughs> it's right like, right. or something like that. And the nigga just, you know, like it's almost like hustling, bro. You might ride with a nigga to go make a play. You really ain't had nothing to do with. You wait outside, come in the house. Nigga throw you a couple stacks, like,
1: right. like oh shit. Okay. I mean, I've
2: been a part of them. I, yeah, I don't had crumbs off the table, right? So right. you know what I'm saying? It's just you still, it's just still, people still gotta looking pay security up. when nothing happens. Exactly. I do that too. I do that for like my 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 guy. Yeah. He ain't wrote no songs, but he on publishing. Right. He getting a piece of records. He in there at three in the morning with me, four in the morning with me. When I'm right. like, everybody tired. I'm yeah. like, bro, what you think? He like, man, that shit hard. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. So that that's how you take care, of, that's how we all take care of each other in the in the music industry, because the labels ain't gonna do it. They not gonna do it. So no, I guess thanks. the publishing side is really for the artists to kind of eat and people who actually work in, the writers, the producers, mm-hmm. the really that's why we need an artist union, bro. We need a producer 100 percent right, An artist union. We got to start that ASAP. Ain't no way. Man, I, Man, these people who drive the trains, man, they went on strike for two days, man. Had everything they asked for in two days. Them folks back on mm-hmm. the track. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we need our health care, bro. We need our pensions. We mm-hmm. need dinner. We need everything. We Imagine, need lawyers. We need security.
0: Mm-hmm. Imagine if every artist was in a union and said, we not putting out music for, for a two. month. Just a month. hmm Spotify is changing that point zero 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 one penny you get off a of stream. Yeah, it's, it's overnight. <laughs> yeah, you yes. won't fucking believe it. Yeah. Um. Last last question. I'm I'm it just spark my thought because you said that right. we're writers. Mm-hmm. The three hundred and sixty deal. The label had to shift because they were they weren't making money based off actual album sales, so they had to grab some of the tour money. Mm-hmm. Should producers and writers? Put artists in a 360 as far as their tour money too.
2: We all should be in a
0: 360. I don't, yeah, your labels. Because, we want a 360 because there's no real money in the actual streams, and that's what it producers is, and some, artists have to do. Some, they they making their money off shows. no
2: some you got some show artists, and then you got some streaming artists. Mm-hmm. But when you combine both sides, it makes it good for the artists. The only thing about the 360 is it need to come with a pension. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It need to come with something. It need to come with, like, if I put my money in a, in an investment account and it, you know, makes money, makes yeah. money, makes mm-hmm. money. At some point, it should just to start paying out little by little, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I think that's what we need. Yeah, we need to give them more and they need to offer us more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or more services. Like So that's the biggest thing. It's like, most, like I said, most labels don't force... A lot of street rappers and artists to get their money on their own. So we kind of holding our nuts on them. Right. Yeah. Because if you fuck this up, you ain't got nothing to secure our future mm-hmm. as a record label. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, like I said, if you sign me, you gotta like when when we as a as a if I'm the land Falcons and I sign Julio, I wanna meet his parents. Right. I wanna know where he's live. Okay, we gonna get him a house. We already got a relative form. Mm-hmm. You living in these neighborhoods cause this is where all the other Falcon players live mm-hmm. at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You ain't mm-hmm. finna be over here with your homeboy. You got to be at the facility. They right. can't come to the studio. I.e. Right. Julio Partners can't come to the facility when he had practice. Right,
3: yeah, You know
2: mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You are gonna be your trainer, your mm-hmm. whatever. So mm-hmm. once we get those dynamics and things hashed out as in a union, mm-hmm. us having a union, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? As writers and producers and artists. Mm-hmm. We can have those stipulations. They can agree to them, and it's gonna help us in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna let street niggas remain street niggas. Right. Okay. Don't come into the music industry unless you want to be a rapper. I ain't no right. more that. I ain't no rapper. I'm a street nigga. Right. Well, you in the wrong industry. Right. Right. You know what I mean? That's what—that's their favorite line now. Oh yeah. I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand being a street nigga. That was the worst job you could ever fucking have. Oh, yeah. that, that was
0: host's fault, I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know just, why niggas. Just think so that happens shit I know how to so rap. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That shit is not cool, bro. No, all. Because when them shit start going on, everybody doing it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If
2: it was cool, you would be like, come on, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it ain't cool. I don't no. even <laughs> want to want be in the building. <laughs> Whoever <laughs> you know that happens, saying? I don't want to be there. Yeah, we all running out the house when the red dogs come. We all. Calling home on collect. Yeah. Everybody ain't answering the phone. Your bitch for yeah. We all going through it. So yeah, yeah. quit the cap. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what drill need to do. If we gonna give that, we need to know why you drilling. Make me a song. Tell me about the night you cried for forty five minutes and your mama on because your brother just got gunned down. Right. I don't want to hear what you did to retaliate yet. Just right. tell me that story. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. And that's how you start getting them to open up and give different concepts of how they rapping and what they giving it to the world. So mm-hmm. that's all we need, man. Diversity and insight and vulnerability.
1: I feel that. I definitely feel that. <laughs> um, Listen, man, this, this has been a, a really, really great yeah. conversation. And, you know, I think it was necessary. So we want to
2: thank you. Long overdue, sir. man. And um, and, and I want to listen. Project, man. I, I want to listen to the album. Yeah, and no, I'm proud of y'all too, man. By the way, I'm proud of y'all, bro. Thank you, man. Because I know it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I deal with a nigga like Ye, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my guy. But I know people be headstrong, and y'all the same way. Y'all was dealing with old boy. Mm-hmm. He's super headstrong, but if you keep pushing forward, you know what I'm saying, you make your own path, you do your own thing. And homes, he all, I, home, you know what it is with me and you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, any day you feel like you can rap better than me, you know what I mean, that you've been telling everybody, I put my off on the table. You rich enough to accept it, but you ain't accepted it. Yeah, he stole you, enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cuz you cause you know <laughs> yeah, you know what time it is. He, can, he stole he can, enough, he got it. He can he can pay you
0: with yeah. my money. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be our <laughs> yeah, money.
2: Exactly. It's our money. Yeah. Exactly. So That's much Saha, love. man. We um yeah.
1: another uh episode here at Culture Lab. Thank you to Rockstar, thank you for, to Taz. Thank you to Al branch. Um, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's with, fam. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Blueprint. A peace.
2: No, worries, man.